Welcome to Thursday. I'm happy again. Things are up and down. It's a, it's a mess. I'm a mess. But there you go. Good night last night. Everything went well. Happy days. Drinks flowing. Francona's first loss. Nah, who cares about them? That's great stuff all the way around. Cubbies win. Cubbies win. A good day. And uh, things just uh, happy. Just a happy day. We'll see if this can last through the weekend and never have to visit Ohio again. It'll be fantastic. And Glorious, glorious things. Thank God. We don't have to walk on eggshells anymore. No, you, you, you should have walked on eggshells. Yeah. You know, if you were walking on eggshells, just because you're a pussy anyway. <laughs> I agree. I'm, I'm just getting fired up. Getting uh, fired up. We're trying to get the Donald Trump Jr. in here today. He's in town, and I've got two people uh, trying to hook that up for us where he'd just roll over here live in studio on Big Red Night of the Dead Day. And uh, get Donald Trump Jr. in here. Uh, well, you know friends one. of Donald Trump I Jr.? I got friends of the people who are doing the scheduling. So his oh. schedule has been uh, offered to us. I'm going to get that uh, arranged Try to close that as deal. best I can. He's, he's landing about 8.15. Did you see? So, I saw a really stupid article about Eric Trump. Uh-huh. He was took a picture with somebody, and he had a water cup filled with... Like fruit punch or lemonade. All right. He stole fruit punch or lemonade from this place wherever he was. How'd you do that? Get a Rubio's or something. Oh. You oh, know, he had he, one of the cups. You get a water cup, water, and then he went and, and poured what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> so he's an American. What he is is an American. Yeah, right. Everybody does that. Right. Well, then he's just like us. This is what we bitch about all the time. I want a president more like you know understands me. <laughs> that guy understands me, and that's how uh, I. That's get how you that. become rich. That's exactly you it. You know that stuff. You, you do don't that. spend a buck nineteen for your <laughs> never-ending soda when they'll give you a cup for free, and the stuff you pay for and the free stuff are in the same box. Of course you go over there and you hit the button for your vanilla cherry Coke. That's what you get. Mmm, smart. That's, if that's what the other side's got to crush him, well then gosh darn it all, you've just <laughs> won a vote for Trump in my book. That's great stuff right there. Where was he, like Chipotle or something? So, uh, yeah, something, some, and a fan, like, you know, grabbed him and took a picture, and then they noticed in the photo, you could see the water cup. There they are. Yeah, I get it. It's... That's exactly what I would do. So I can relate to that. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, my patio. Reported. My patio furniture thieves were caught yesterday afternoon. Oh, there they are. Yeah. Went out. Uh, it went out in the. Probably lucked out, and he's not dead. Yeah. Well, but that... everybody's saying must have been listening to the show. Yeah, that's right. They turned Turn themselves it. in. Yep. They turned themselves in. Uh, yesterday we got the alert, Megan's on a, on her neighborhood uh, emails that came through that the patio furniture thieves have been caught. Is it? Do they get a cool name like that? Patio bandits. Patio furniture. I don't know bandits. what you call them. Like. The patio furniture is the Irish thing. <laughs> that what, well, that's that what the company they stole. Yeah. I don't know what you'd call the wicker it. bandits. Wicker bandits, I like. Yeah. Hey, that's my wicker. But yeah, I don't know. It's uh, they're do- they're done, and I'm and I'm a little sadness. And actually, talked about it last night with a couple people over at the game. Uh, like I was a little disappointed that I didn't get to shoot these people, and then I kind of hoped there'd be copycats. Like, we'll have some copycat furniture thieves in the area, and then I can shoot them, because uh, I do want that to be part of my existence at one point or another. But yeah, they caught him, and uh, there they are. The guy's name is John Norris, and I knew a guy named John. You know a guy named John Norris. We know John Norris through yeah. a friend named Dorsey. And uh, uh, yeah. Norris is a good guy I played baseball with for a long time. He looks there. a lot better now. Not him. Because when I found out, I, you know, it was that guy, I was like, how dare you, John Norris? I didn't know what had happened to him. She's adorable. So I, I put it in this category. Looking at the pictures, it's like she has been wrapped up 
and stealing patio furniture with this guy. And it's all his idea. I will no judge way. it. She's the no way. I judge it based simply on the photos. There is no way she was involved in this. She is uh, wrapped up in his lifestyle. He's a bad person. I can tell by the photo. And she is, uh, you know. Precious, trying, just, a precious angel. She was. She just likes bad boys. <laughs> she likes bad boys, and this is what bad boys will get you, ladies. Why did they turn themselves in? Did they feel the heat coming around the corner? I don't know that they did turn themselves in, actually. That was kind oh, of, okay. I think they just got busted. But there they are. Cop with wicker. So you can put your patio furniture back out on the streets. Ooh, it's safe to do it again. I got a couple of people uh, in the neighborhood email, too, that were saying that uh, they were all for using force and ending them. As you step up on my porch with bad intentions, I got bad intentions to take you down, and it was pretty awesome. So maybe there was a little heat in the area. 20 cases. Yeah, they got 20 different cases. In a, it's a it's a spread-out area of the Biltmore wow. and uh, up in uh, north, north Central and... You know, where the houses are, you know, the 1950s-style houses with actual patios, not just those weird little cut-ins. If you're missing anything, go on Craigslist, swap meet. Oh, no. Are they on there, huh? Yeah. They, use, they found them using the Nextdoor app, which is the app that my neighborhood is all gung-ho about. <laughs> right. Yours, oh, you're going to have all that stolen furniture. Because all it is is the housewives that post oh, on yeah. there. That's not I true. It's criminals. I think we heard gunfire the other night. No, you didn't. We have a Nextdoor Rapists and thieves. That's what you get. So what is it, like a neighborhood message board or something? Kind of, yeah, for your specific neighborhood. So yeah. you can post Crap. things on there like, oh, found, found a dog. Right. You know, yeah, we have whatever. A, we just do an email thing. and then Is Megan's anyone else like, angry about the positioning of the playground? So what? why right. in the hell does this help the thieves? <laughs> exactly. Because well, yeah. they can put stuff on there and yeah. sell it to these dummies that are just thinking Sell their about own it. stuff back. They can sell their things. Well, not even their stuff, but you can get on different next door apps. <laughs> we're would be moving, awesome we're moving in the neighborhood. You go into a yeah. new neighborhood and you say, we've got patio furniture we want to get rid of. And you go to like 20 different neighborhoods and say you're around there. And then Ooh. some housewife who has nothing better to do will start uh, taking your patio furniture off your hands. So they're basically using it as a fence. Pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, they're caught. So no more, uh, no more dreams of killing the patio furniture bandits. Although I still fantasize about it. I guess I'm going to call and cancel that really expensive order of furniture I had coming. Weeks and weeks from now. Damn it! I thought we lived in a world where you could order stuff online and immediately it would show up. Like there it was. Usually, where'd yeah. you order? From? Well, it's because I got to design it. God, I got to build it. Yeah. I don't buy garbage. Lego. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was Lego. That'd be cool. And do you actually sit? I notice in your yard you have these two chairs under a tree, mm -hmm. like way out at the Adirondack chairs. Yes, I've used those before. Pondering trees. That's I, uh, reading. I sit out in those you sit trees. Sit out and read. Throw the ball for the dogs out front. You know, and the okay. dogs aren't with me. I don't read. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but I sit outside in the chairs on a nice day under the shady tree. A glass of lemonade. No. no, just throw the ball. I'm not I'm not gay. I'm just throwing the ball for the dogs. I don't have to reflect. I don't know what you guys are up to with your reading and your reflection. How depressed are you two? Anyway, no, I just go out there, and there's a chair to sit in. It's a big yard, so you walk halfway out there. The dogs want to go on the other end. You can throw it both directions. It's, oh, uh, I hate to tell you, but that lovely. that would be easy to take because that's way Yeah, they can have the those. They're yeah. Just, uh, yeah, those were gifts anyway. You didn't get those designed? No. They're Adirondack chairs. You can see those pretty much anywhere. I know that it's hard for you to believe that they make really nice furniture. What's and that? Yeah. yeah, I don't buy yeah. the higher end. No, I know. I've seen it. I just made myself chuckle. <laughs>
popsicle stick furniture. Bridge guy chuckle. <laughs> My daughter usually makes yeah, most of She makes of it ours. in like an arts and crafts thing. and It's cute. It's adorable. Don't sit in it. You'll die. <laughs> But it's adorable either way. But anyway, my patio furniture death dreams are over, and there's not a whole lot you can do about it. So anyway. Uh, it's a big Chocolate red Constable Yeah, that's right. Chalk one up for me. I put it out there. I put the message out there that this was not going to be tolerated. Not like Brady was like, it's just not worth it. Let him have it. Invite him. Nope, none of that garbage. They're going to eat lead. Not like Eric and his Hillary supporting family, who just knows the system beat them down. And it's society's fault they're stealing patio furniture. Not in my world, baby. Step on my porch with bad intentions. I got worse intentions heading your way. I actually stood in the closet the other day, like having a fantasy again, debating whether or not I would want to shoot the 44 back towards the house, which is a bad idea because it'll go right through them. Or if I take the uh, shotgun and just blow holes in them, although the, the shot, if I'm not close enough, will spread out. Or well, no, I'll get into the window. My, well, my fantasy Always is use a shotgun. Shot. Well, I do like the idea of more a shotgun, fun. but shotguns can spray. I think I'm with you. The sound of a shotgun does oh, more effect than the blast. The pump action of the... Uh, but he doesn't want that. Uh, he wants to be able to I, shoot Yeah, them. that's true. That's true. He doesn't want to just scare them away. I took away. the joy away yeah. from him. <laughs> yeah, I want to scare him off. Oh. Why don't I just come around the corner and scream, boo, and shoot a gun that has a flag in it that says, bang. <laughs> Those nah, yeah, I want to spook of Toledo. That's what I'm after. No, I would like to uh, end them. But now that dream's dead. Now they're going to get Gungaria in prison just for stealing wicker furniture. Which is a nice deal, too. Hopefully that guy gets railed in the first day. Yeah, That's not be... really a badass thing no, to be talking gonna... What'd you do? We, yeah. Me and my girlfriend were stealing lots of patio furniture in the middle of the night out of kind of nice neighborhoods. Oh, am I going to love raping you? This is gonna be great. Just when he's walking by, I just that's all you hear from the other cells is <laughs> they spit in their hands, prepping themselves for when that. Yeah, hopefully he's my celly tonight. Charles Manson walks by with a swastika. Oh, be great! How you doing? Good stuff. <laughs> I like it. So anyway, uh, yeah, I can't do anything more about that. Uh, and then I don't know if anybody noticed last night with all the commotion going on that your Phoenix Suns started their season. Basketball's in full swing. Yes. And boy, oh boy, did they look sharp against what is, without question, one of the worst teams in basketball. They got beat by like 20 plus. I stopped watching. They'd cut it to 20 points. They were down 30 at one point to the Sacramento Kings. Now, the Kings have some good players. But even the Kings, George Carl was their coach, and he's written a, an autobiography. And the first day he was in Sacramento, one of the players wandered over to him and said, hey, Welcome to basketball hell, man. There's no escape. And George is like, I'm going to try to change that. And the players are like, you're not. It's the owners. The owners are the worst people on the planet. So the Kings came to Phoenix for the home opener and destroyed the Phoenix Suns. And I mean destroyed them. And I'm a Suns fan. I'm a realistic fan, but I'm a Suns fan deep down through and through in my heart and soul. And it pains me. That I just, you know, we watched, what, maybe a quarter of that game last night after the Cubs were over. I put it on the back and watching a little bit of the Suns, and I'm watching it. I think it may be a one-and-done season for me with the Phoenix Suns. That was all I need to see. That's your that's your home opener for the fans, I for the, the offseason, for everything else. This is what you built for, and the Kings came into town and beat you by 30. 
and I don't care that you you close the gap late. They beat you by thirty on your own floor, and they're they're a mess. So the Suns are well, now. I heard the pre-hype from one of the players. I'm I'm not sure who it was, but he basically says uh, this year we're going to be fun to watch. We're going to throw up a lot of threes. That's my opinion. Yeah, well, that's a good opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Coach just says throw it up. Well, the Coyotes are one in five, yeah. so it's a yeah, bad start. Brutal be a road trip. Yeah, rough, bad start. But at least, at least they're not teams. the Clippers. And the Suns are now the Clippers. That's what you've got here. Our, our basketball well, the team. the Clippers from 10 years ago. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, the yeah. legendary Clippers yeah. that were always annually years. the worst-run franchise in sports. I do believe the Suns may be that team. Well, they've got some interesting marketing ideas, too, because we bought tickets last year to a game, and from that we're on a tech system. So a day before the game, if you just wait it out, they'll give you $40 tickets in the lower bowl. Yeah. Text, text buy now to, to get these tickets because yeah. they have well, they're plenty like the available. Mercury. At the, when it, it comes to game day, like it's that. like, yeah. oh, we got to get to fill this place up, paper this thing. So, uh, yeah, it's depressing. I mean, it's flat depressing. If you lived here in the 80s and 90s, mid-90s, uh, this was basketball heaven. This was cra- I mean, they couldn't win a championship. But, man, a oh, man. They were so much fun, even if they weren't going to win at all. It was just a, a great product they put out, and it was an embarrassment to lose. It was an embarrassment to be the bad team. Jerry Colangelo, for all his faults, ran that team so beautifully with the, you know, we almost have, we, they were very close. They, and you know what the funny thing was? They always got beat by better teams. It was never that the Suns were, were the, you know, the team that, sh- maybe 93, but I think the Bulls were better. You still get into that situation where they were, when they were, really good there was always a team they had to climb over and it wasn't necessarily their fault there was just a lot of good teams in basketball so it was a a great battle and they were always in the mix and free agents wanted to come here it is over that those days are over and i blame robert sarver and the whole crew that's been put together since he took that team over you know he he had a, a couple little nice runs there when he first got the team but it was still based on what i think is the old ownership and then it's all his now everything that's in place is due to that guy and it is a mess Amen. There is no buzz about the Phoenix Suns. None. You didn't know uh, yesterday uh, if you walked into a restaurant and said, "Hey, when's the Sun season start?" Right. No one would answer. Right. Like there might be two or three people in there go tonight, and that's just because they heard. The, it used to be a passionate you heard dressing the purple. Started. Does that mean this team starts? Too yeah. Eventually, well, you knew the Cavs were going, but even then, it, it's just it was. This city used to be dressing purple. The Suns are huge. This is great. And opening night was always big. Monster. On, on. The season started. Yeah. This they owned the town. Basketball's back now. It's like, oh my God, the Suns are on tonight. Who knew? And that's uh, I. It I, was a soft opening. Yeah, it, it was very <laughs> soft. And you gotta you gotta throw all the blame right there on the ownership of the Phoenix Suns, the Sarver. And again, everybody's like, oh, he's a good guy. I'll get emails. He's not. Maybe he is a nice guy, but he's not running that franchise properly. They've been a mess. For a long time, and it is, you know, clicking in the wrong or You can sit and say they've got a bunch of 19-year-olds. That's bad management. Yeah. Bad management has 19-year-olds start. The Spurs have never had a group of 19-year-olds lead their no, team not, over the last 20 years. No. You, you, Granted, no. they had some stalwarts, but, I mean, they yeah, were they've, always they've, retooling. They've been a, a top contender yeah. for 17 years. Because of the way they run. And they're going to start over with a new batch of great players that yep. they've managed to. They're, See what they did to the Warriors on their opening night? They're a well-run squad. They're a good team. And so, yeah. And then uh, the Suns have new coaches every year. And it's just, it's exactly what a bad management and ownership does. So, sorry, Suns fans. I'm in the same boat with you guys. It's tough to watch that thing disintegrate, but it sure has. 
I'd love for the players to turn it around, but I just don't think they've got the weapons. Desire. But basketball's back, if you're interested. Uh, and we'll be down there in that arena tonight. Watching the Big Red Night of the Dead. We're going to have the last-minute tickets for you. The whole studio here in our brand-new facility set up for 6 a.m. to come in here later this morning. Or uh, this afternoon, I guess you're going to be here with Fitz at about 2 o'clock. And uh, hanging out with Fitz and doing some live music. And it's uh, I've never seen the studio set up for a broadcast, but here it is. It looks pretty professional. It's like we got something all lined up here. Well, it Wires was, uh... and mic stands. This is a real deal. Didn't we originally... We have the green room, but that's yeah. not uh, well, working out. So no, it much. works great. It's just no, Larry. Just, Larry prefers in here. Oh, yeah, the green room works phenomenal. I've seen two people performing there. I think it's awesome. But that's for the station down on the other end of the building. Right. Setting up in their studio is impossible. Maybe we, we have battling bands going on. We've got a monster studio that we can do this in. I think it's yeah, it's cool. So we'll have that in there uh, later this morning or this afternoon. I keep saying it like I want it here. Uh, and then Big Red Night of the Dead today. Eric might have a couple of. Uh, you know, straggler passes to the Big Red Night of the Dead. We'll find out where Eric's going in just a little bit and tell you uh, how you can score free stuff from him. In the meantime, give us a wake-up song, and let's start off this glorious Cubs win Thursday with uh, a song that'll get us through the day. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Thanks, Bear Ghost. It is uh, 617 in the morning sickness. Uh, Eric is showing Brady the sad Tonto from last night. So the racist from Cleveland that was dressed up in the worst Indian face paint and headdress as he had to he's the new crying jordan oh yeah they have uh, taken uh, the sad indian from last night's game and he will now be a meme Used forever for every game he is a miserably sad indian it's great they got to put him in front of a trash pile because i haven't seen a sad indian like that since the uh, 70s and 80s when they had iron eyes cody crying in the trash pile oh was it great though great stuff uh donald jr is uh is uh, in town don don trump's son Don Jr. doing some stumping for the old man over here at ASU later today. And I started laughing. I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday. I'm like, in school and stuff, kids have to memorize Presidarius. There's the sad Indian. Oh, it's great. Oh, just everyone from that city deserves a good squaring off in the face from the most balled up fist you can make. He looks more worried. There's no more like, hateable, no more hateable city in our country than Cleveland, Ohio. You agree, right, Brady? You're no, a Cincinnati I know you guy. love Ohio, uh, but Cleveland is the worst place on earth. I don't think it's necessarily oh, hated. Hated, Brady. It's just not hated. Uh, this city is. It's hated. not enough on the radar. Yes, to be it is, hated. and that's the reason why it's hated. Is because people from there act like it's accomplished something. You know what it is? It's the old sports director from uh, from our sports station down the way. It's like, why are you so cocky? You've done nothing. Yep. Walking around like everybody owes him something or that, that everybody wants to be there. No one wants to be there. Cocky, stupid little signs and their garbage trash talk and their, oh, they're awful. And their Browns. They oh, finally the got worst the NBA fans. championship and... It was before that. Cocky. I've hated Cleveland since I was a little boy because I was I was raised right. <laughs> that city sucks. And the people in it are the worst. I'm glad they've confined themselves to that horrible lake fire. Just show on them. Water. Ugh. Worst place ever. And I loved watching them go in there all cocky last night. And then within an inning, they're just crying their little baby eyes out. Because they realize deep down, I can pretend all I want to be happy, but I'm trapped in a loveless city. 
and I have to go back They're to my... They're united, no, John. That's right. United in recognizing we live in... Let's act like we don't so people don't know how depressed we really are. An entire town that should be prescribed Xanax for being... Oh, what a miserable dump. Coming back, John. The whole water yeah. oh, we'll be back. being redone. That's right, it is. I've been there. It's uh. That's great, Freddie. You're not going to give us... Not favorite. a dump. Yeah, okay. Well, you, you've never That's once been to a dump. You, review. you reviewed... You lost your there credibility. Are dump, there are yeah. dumpy areas, You lost your sure. credibility when you told me Toledo's a nice place. <laughs> dump. And Ottawa Toledo... Hills. Toledo... That's not Cleveland. That's Ottawa Hills. It's its Toledo. own thing. It's, yeah. yeah. Or Toledo. It really yeah. is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, its own, own thing. Toledo is the worst city next to Cleveland in Ohio. It's awful. And Cleveland's just awful. Awful. And it is a dump. You lost your credibility and told me Toledo was nice. You don't have any credibility in Ohio cities. You're going to like any of Dump. It's the punchline of jokes for a reason. Everybody in the United States knew it. You misunderstood. There's there's some nice spots in there. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Classic yeah. No, no, there aren't. No, oh, there, yeah. there aren't because they're right next to Toledo, and you can't wash that <laughs> off. Nice spots in Cleveland. There as are well. not because you can't wash Splendid. that <laughs> off. Shaker Heights country. You know what it is? It's the thigh closest to the diarrhea butthole. Sure, it doesn't have a lot of problems the diarrhea butthole has, but it's still so close to the butthole. Four weeks after I moved there, I yeah. got a call from John and, and you, JJ. You ran out. I think I shed a tear. Yeah. Thank you for getting me away from I didn't Toledo. even know about yeah. Toledo at that point. Toledo's an armpit. Cleveland's a butthole. You, you, were, you were in Cleveland, too? I had no, no idea. No, no, Toledo. 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 Oh, yeah. Toledo. Man, you have oh. gone to some crappy places. He's huh? been in some terrible situations financially. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I could have told you that. Oh, I love that. Oh, now they're oh, yeah, on yeah, that yeah. budget. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, to move to that town. But there's nothing better than watching Cleveland fans suffer. I've been a Steelers fan my whole life, watching Browns fans eat it. And I got a, I got a guy who's my friend's neighbor, who's a, the cockiest of all Cleveland fans ever. Who two years ago went on a rampage about how the Browns would win a world or a championship because Johnny Manziel is going to be the best quarterback that the NFL had ever seen. And mainly because the coaching in Cleveland is awesome. That is what's going to happen now. And it's like, oh, you're so arrogant for no reason at all. Stop it. I met a guy yesterday that, oh, played, that played one year for the Browns. Right. And he said, uh, you know, the city just loved to hate the Browns. They, they sell out. They just can't help they it, love the misery because they're it's miserable like, people it's, it's a, a miserable little bit place like to the live. cubby thing that you've been we're the lovable losers yeah we didn't love to hate them we loved them and hated what was happening we made excuses yeah. ah, it's still fun yeah. it's a yeah. party it's a party we made a party out of it the browns fans are just their house of sadness oh i love it i love when cleveland suffers so this is actually working out better for me than i ever expected having the indians in the world series just so happy. Uh, but, yeah, we were t- I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday about, uh, you know, the Donald and stuff. And we were saying, you know, kids in school have to, uh, you know, they have to recite the Gettysburg Address. Or sometimes I had to do the Kennedy inauguration and stuff. Can you imagine, like, your kid in a couple of years if has to give Donald Trump speech? Like, the speech is right. I'm looking oh. at it right now. I have it right in front of me. <laughs> Kennedy's inauguration speech is so beautiful. And I'm not, you know, like, Kennedy wasn't a good dude. He's probably more like Trump than anybody you can imagine. But you read the, the, the final lines of this thing. It's in the long history of the world. Only a few generations have been granted the role of defending freedom. And it's hour of maximum danger. I do not shrink from responsibility. I welcome it. I do not 
believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people of any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. So my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. My, fellows, my fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but together what we can do for the freedom of man. And people went crazy because it's awesome. Now, the speechwriters put this flowery gem in front of Trump, and your kids are going to say stuff like, and so my fellow Americans, and there are a lot of you out there, really, tons of you. It's a really beautiful thing. There's a lot of you out there. I know that. I've been across the country. Ask not what your country can do for you, because it's not a lot. I tell you that right now. Look, I know. I've been there. I know more than most of the people here. Ask what you can do for your country, because we need you. You guys have to do stuff and get rid of these Mexicans. So your kids are going to be reciting that speech someday. I'm trying to remember four score and seven years ago today. Our fathers, who were really good guys, really good guys, a lot of them. Seriously, some of the best. Some of the best. You read about it. It's he true. gets distracted easily when brought forth speech here to this continent, a new nation, which we now know as our nation. It's America. It's a beautiful thing. It's a great nation. I can't imagine the kids in school training. Put this up. We're now engaged in a great civil war, and it's because of Barack Obama. It's his fault. We're in this horrible mess. Yeah, so it, 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 all the all the asides, you can't ever have another flowery speech kids are going to have to memorize. I don't know. Maybe we're getting to the point where we won't have to wear out speeches anymore. It'll just be a text or uh, over the screen. Where they, oh, we'll no, just you've, you've got to see them in action, man. Yeah, tweet it. You only have so many characters, so Wait. speeches won't be very <laughs> yeah, long. Wait, 140 characters, and then hashtag screw you, Hillary. <laughs> Hitlery. We observe today not a victory of a party, my party, which I created and is pretty awesome now because I destroyed it and then rebuilt it myself. A celebration of freedom, which I did. We weren't going to have that with Hillary, that's for sure. And the speechwriters have to sit back and go, I, this was the most that wasn't beautiful, in there. This is the most beautiful thing I could have ever put together. Why is he ad-libbing? So let every nation know, all of them, the poor ones, the rich ones, whatever, whether it wishes ill will or wishes us well, and let me tell you, a lot of them wish us ill. Most of them want us wiped off the face of the planet. I'm going to put a stop to all that. It's not going to happen on my watch. Hillary's ill. And speaking of ill, Hillary, yes. She's not healthy. We all know that. I've heard from a lot of sources, a lot of good people that I know. The speech would be Now back the to the country. All right, Brendan, you're next. Do the Gettysburg Address. That's very good, Justin. Do you encourage the kids to ad-lib the speech? But it's going to be great if he does, because if I was a teacher in fifth grade, I would immediately take his inauguration speech and make them all recite it the next day, the three-hour speech. All right, kids, memorize that. And in the middle of it, they have to be like, you know, and then there's that reporter who's got the dizzy, blah, 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 blah. Your kids will be have to have to give those speeches in school, and I think it would be awesome. How many times has Hillary run that thing? That's a pretty, pretty <laughs> damning one. Though. I don't know. Something was wrong with it. it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That I was like, wow, that, that's my man. Hey, it made it made me want to know who he's talking about. Did you look the guy up? No, I don't. I don't know who it is. I, well, I'd feel bad. I'd feel worse than what Donald did because in order to look it up, I'd have to Google retarded reporter Trump was talking about. Right. 
and then you're perpetuating. Right, and now I'm the one who's like, well, I didn't, I can't really. It was Billy Bush. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. But retarded reporter Trump was talking about comes up, I'd be like, oh yeah, well, that's pretty accurate. If it comes up at all on Google, how how wrong was Trump? I'm going to do it. I'm going to Google it right now. I feel bad doing it, but I'm going to do it right now. Retarded. Oh, this is not good. Reporter. Should you put retarded or like Trump shaky? Was making fun of. That's my point. I have to put retarded because if it's in there as It'll retarded, relate. we're as bad as you know. We're, we can't act high and mighty about it. Oh, it's the Google box. I mean, you can't really. Uh, all algorithms. Okay, so basically, Donald Trump wasn't mocking a single reporter. He was doing a standard retard. Mocking oh. uh, mocking a guy for not being. So it wasn't like he was mocking an individual. So the guy was normal. It's uh, The quote is uh, uh, from Ann Coulter, of course, who was a wonderful oh, human being. He was not mocking anyone's disability. He was imitating a standard retard. Ah, that's, thanks, Ann. That's not a direct that, quote, that, is it? That really yeah. glossed. He wasn't it making over. fun of Kovaleski. He was making fun of a standard retard and retard comment that happened to be made by Kovaleski. He's got a mus- musculoskeletal disorder. Ah, that sounds bad. That sounds like everything, doesn't it? That's <laughs> yeah, your that's muscle, Dan, your skeleton. That sounds really off because that's pretty much all we are. Yikes. Texter says, Yeesh. you're right, but I think the quote from Trump's speech later will be, at scores, the strip club, seven years ago. <laughs> four scores in every city in America. We'll have a strip club, four of them at least. Scores is the top-notch one. I've been there many times. I've grabbed several pussies in there. It's an awesome thing. Anyway, I would just, I would just love it. I think that's a great sketch waiting to happen, you know. American fifth grade class in 2035 as we make the kids recite the Trump inauguration speech. And it, it's an, it includes like a, a retard move. And, a and then you're just going to go over to these other countries that don't want. And you know what? You just you go at them like a bitch. Well done, Jimmy. Nice job. And I enjoyed the suit and the impression. That was very funny. And don't forget the Tic Tacs. Okay. And as we all know, President Superfly Snooka is now. So yeah, it's just an amazing thought that we went to Idiocracy that fast. Hopefully, Donald Jr. will be here. Hopefully, we can corral him on his uh, tour of Phoenix because he's got a bunch going on. Uh, maybe we can get him over here. Come on, John. Fair play. That girl in high school right now is going to be in a stand somewhere yelling for no reason at the high school football team. We will win. <laughs> right. <laughs> Or that. Or you have Hillary's speeches, which will be your kids shouting at the top of their lungs in their room, four score and seven years ago. And then your kids will be asking, did people really talk like that back in 2016? Like giant, loud robot people? No, just her. And for some reason, the other guy wasn't good enough to beat her at press. It's a bad year, son. She was an abhorrent son. <laughs> Just quote that horrible. Man? I mean, thinking back, ask Grandpa. Grandpa, what was Hillary Clinton? An abhorrent See, it was across the nation. But the guy she was running against scared the hell out of all of them. So, it would be pretty great. That's what you call a catch-22, boy. Yeah. We were in a pickle, boy. <laughs> the battle between the and the asshole. Two terms. Lucky we came out alive. We were standing in the tank, kid. 
The whole nation was just a giant taint. You take a step up, you're in the You take a step back, you're in the asshole. So it's finally it's going to be over soon, though. We got, Jesus, what, 10 days? Well, no, eight. It's the eighth, right? So, yeah, we got a little longer than I want. Yuck. Yeah, it's like 12 days from, that's 14 from last Tuesday. So we'll just finally be done with it. And my, my hope is we don't end up with some controversial ending where it drags on for it's another rigged. couple weeks. And, uh, I, I, he'll say it's rigged, but I, I just want it to be a drubbing one way or the other. So even if it was rigged, oh, well, there's absolutely nothing you can do about it's it. It's over. Yeah, there's no recounts and everybody just yeah, goes you away. Lose by millions yeah, of votes or millions something. Millions and millions. Just the Electoral College is, is like 420 to 7. I'm fine with all of this. Just the, the biggest landslide in presidential oh, election please. was 1920. Warren Harding beat James Cox. Harding had 26% uh, margin in the popular vote. That's pretty good. So most Damn. elections, especially the most recent ones, rarely even crack 10% in the popular vote. Difference? I think like a blowout's yeah. like 8%. That's great. Well, let's hope for one of those. Either way. I thought Reagan was... Didn't he have a big blow? Maybe not in the popular vote. Okay. In elect, he won every state, pretty much, but two. But he was a monster. You go back and look at that board Reagan did. The country was united. Say what you will. There's a lot of people that didn't vote for him, but every state went his way but two, and that was the one Mondale lived in, and then one other I can't remember. And he had a girl vice president. Girl vice president. Geraldine Ferraro. And she shouted at people, too. She had the exact same screamy nature. Cadence. Ladies, how about, uh, you know, lightening up a little bit on the yelling? I feel like I'm being nagged. I don't want the president to nag me. Anyway, what are you going to do? It's almost over. Mom, I'm done. Four score and seven years ago. And that's a long time. Do the math. Seriously, folks, that's a while. What if there's the map from the Imagine some of the Look stuff that. that might happen. Okay, so you got three states. West Virginia... Was it Alabama and maybe Maryland and Minnesota, and Georgia? Okay, Maryland, Georgia, and Minnesota. Oh, and Hawaii. Don't forget Hawaii. Oh, he nailed Hawaii too. I can't see the color on that. Right. One. Too small. It was kind of over by the time Hawaii voted. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was settled. Yeah, it was pretty much the end of it. Yeah, he, he did a pretty good job there. Uh, Eric's headed out this morning. Uh, one more chance for you guys to win a trip to Las Vegas. We've been qualifying people for the last month or so on Thursdays at Four Sun Chevrons across the valley to go to Vegas, for crying out loud. Vegas! Get a, a, any concert you want to go to, you pick the concert, and you're there that weekend. Hotel airfare and $500 spending cash is covered. That's given to you. And then, of course, uh, you'll be able to go to the trip and uh, concert of your choice. So let's say, uh, the, you know, Paul McCartney rolls in on an, uh, you know, like in April. You're like, I want to go to that one. Done. Two tickets to the McCartney show. You get to go up there and uh, hang out in Vegas, hotel airfare, $500 spending cash. That's covered. And then you get to go to the ticket or to go to the show with two tickets on your own also. That's pretty cool. Uh, and this is it. So this will be the last time Eric does this, and then we'll do the drawing later on for that. Uh, Rancho Santa Fe Boulevard is where he's going. That's on Dysart Road, just north of the I-10. That is where the Four Sun Chevron is today. So yesterday was, or last week, he was in the Far East Valley out in Apache Junction. This week, way out on the other side, Dysart and the I-10. Uh, on Rancho Santa Fe Boulevard. So head on out there. Also, uh, last chance tickets for Big Red Night of the Dead. We got floor seats. He's going to put you right there on the floor at Talking Stick tonight. And I guarantee you, you can uh, 
do more damage on that floor than the Suns did last night in their home opener nightmare. Uh, Big Red Might even score. Because, yeah, maybe you, you're you're going to be on the on the board like half of the bench with zero points and just minutes on the floor. Do you think you could sneak work. down and just sit on the bench if you were in uniform? Would watch, anybody watch notice? You know what I think there? you could do, and, and not a single fan would know. If you wore a suit and just started to pace the sidelines, no one would know you weren't the coach. There you go. That's a better. No idea. one would know. They would assume, all right, there's another new coach. Head over to Joseph A. Banks. And I guarantee you, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what you want to do. <laughs> or just wear a suit you already own, adult. You don't have to go buy a suit for it. Uh, or borrow a suit, Toledo. I'd let you borrow one. Who's the dude in the short sleeve suit? <laughs> and then you just stand. You stand. I guarantee you the coaches would be like, oh, we must have a new guy here. I've never seen him. They wouldn't know. You just go pace the sidelines. Ah, damn it. And just hit a rolled up piece of paper in your hand. There's so many new coaches You're here. You're assistant, aren't you? The ones with the clipboard? Maybe grab a clipboard. You can have a clipboard or a, a Microsoft pad. There you go. There you go. You'd look very professional. you just sit there and say, ah, coach, I bet you get a play drawn up. And no one would even question it. That team is in a mess. You'd be like Belichick, I hate these surfaces. All right, just They're ruining it. the game. Ah, everything's destroyed. Uh, so that's where Eric's going this morning. And he's also got Green Day tickets he's going to sign you up for. They're going to be here in March, so they get you hooked up for that one. That's over uh, March 1st. Closer than you think. But March 1st, uh, Green Day will be here. And uh, Eric's got all that and more KUPD stuff and things like that as well. But tickets uh, to Vegas, that's pretty good. Uh, that's happening this morning. Dysert Road, just north of the I-10. He's on his way right now. He's going to load this sucker up and get you out there and uh, perhaps even give you a trip to Vegas. That's pretty darn cool. Thank you to uh, our friends over at uh, Brisk Mate also. They're going to be setting you up the entire time with drinks and treats. That tea is fantastic. Might be addicted to that mango. The mango's good. Mango tea is better than any other tea. You go to the one over at Paradise Bakery? Yeah. That's a That's mango like passion. Oh, there's something going on in that one. Yeah, but this, has the, this is as close to that as I've ever tasted. And it's out of a can. It's even better. I like that. So uh, Brisk Mate's out there helping us out, giving us all sorts of stuff. We thank them as they are really kind of the ones behind this whole operation to Vegas. So thank you very much. And for Sun Chevron, we'll load you guys up, try to get you some nice things. What is on the board of musical treats? FFDP. My friend. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's Five Finger Death Punch Day. For Rocktober. Yeah. Let's end this. Closed too. out. Rocktober. Uh, sponsored by HomeTeam123.com. Of course, EPA programs are back. Double oh, penetration. Yeah. yeah, the double penetration programs of HUD and Eric are back. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> assistance. What is that again? No, yeah, it's DP assistance. It's the DP. Oh, right, right, right. Brady's okay. right. So you right. get assistance with your DP, and they have a big program there where they show you that and how to use your new house. Like you get a new house from Home Team 123, and then they show you the double penetration assistance Recommended, program. Uh, where rooms. the best spot is. Excellent. Yep. Excellent stuff. It's. Uh, I've been through this once before. HUD doesn't know his business very well. Eric's a little sloppy with it, but you get the general basics. It's like stick figures if someone were to draw it. Very impressive. It's an- and, another type of footage. And I tell you this, it's the above and beyond that only Home Team 123 gives you as real estate agents. Speaking of real estate, I think a suggestion for the uh, whoever wins the election, but I, I probably see Trump more so take advantage of it. But they should do uh, when they redo the White House, have the Property Brothers come in, backyard oh, yeah. crashers, bathroom crashers, do all the do program. It? Yeah. Are they redoing I, the White House? Well, they usually tweak it. Oh, a little they give a little bit of extra. Yeah. 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 I'd like to see Mike Holmes go through the White House. Oh, it's it's up to code. You think so? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Government You could do a homes on home. Why not? I'm pretty sure they'd be like, wow. You didn't really Buttoned necessarily up. need to use 
two by sixes and doubled them up here, but you did. This thing is sturdy. I imagine it's sturdy. Maybe the upper deck, not so much. The president's residence might be a little bit, you know, flimsy. But down underneath, there's some sturdiness going on. Uh, we'll do the uh, the way of the fist by Five Finger Death Punch for right. tonight's concert. Psyching Rock. We've got three days show. to redo the garden. <laughs> and you got to get the president out there digging. And can you get us some friends? Uh, I can try to get some friends. Uh, we'll get some people out there. You got a lot of friends, man. Yeah. I'm gonna put a koi pond in here. It'd be great. Uh, tonight's show uh, is gonna be pretty fun, though. Big Red Night of the Dead. And again, uh, we talked about it earlier, but later today. Uh, 6 a.m. is going to be in studio doing some live stuff. Nikki Six will be here uh, with his band. And those guys uh, talk about maybe even if you don't like their music, tune in because the stories Nikki Six has are epic. And the guy is just, he's engaging. He's just a really good guy. And we've talked to him a couple times here, and it's just one of those, man, he's been through so much stuff and dead even. And then he puts this band together, and I really like their, I, I don't know their new album very well, but that last one that was the Chronicles of His, of his Life, and, the, and the, pretty solid. the soundtrack of his book, the album was fantastic. Uh, the new one I don't know very well at all, so I know the songs we're playing, and I like them, but I don't know the album. But man, what an engaging individual. And such Maybe a, he'll do some impressions. Does he do impressions? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. I, well, we could ask him. That might ruin the interview if he doesn't, but still. His stories are incredible, so hopefully uh, Fitz gets the most out of him today. 2 o'clock and uh, 6 a.m. in here for Concert Psyching. Live music in the studio, which is very exciting. It's the Big Red Night of the Dead. Our Halloween show is happening tonight at Talking Stick. Uh, it's a Thursday. It's a school night, but that's okay because it's Halloween weekend. So you guys are going to be half-assing it at work tomorrow anyway and going to your crazy Halloween parties on Friday nights. We had our big fall festival last night. What's the that? neighborhood one. Oh, you know, yeah. They gather down there. And, uh, 400. 500 people. And then what? You get candy out on that night? Uh, they have like a haunted maze and right. bounce houses. And, Just yeah, in there's, the park? There's a little, little so the kids like trees. triple up. They do. Hmm. But you don't, they're not a ton of candy. It's a chili fest. Everyone brings Ah. Uh, what's the purpose of it, though? Is it just to be to neighborly? bring the community together, oh. yeah. Aren't you going to do that Are on Halloween? And, um, not so much with the other families in the neighborhood. I mean, they're... Man, you will. That's your, all you're going to deal with is the families in the neighborhood. But I'm well, confused by that. Are you, is your neighborhood in danger of fracturing? Right. Are you guys worried? No, you guys are just insecure? just throw it, throw it every year. You don't feel close to so, them? Yeah. In a year's time, you guys have grown apart? Are there families? No, we get together twice a year. Yeah. Okay. Fall yeah. festival and the Christmas reenactment. So oh, yeah, twice in two months. Yeah. And then yeah. really just hammer it out. Like, Halloween is going to be all of them getting together again. You're right. We should do one right in the middle of the summer. Are oh, there <laughs> are there houses that don't participate? Sure. Uh, but are they, uh, you, mean you guys a, point them out? No, no, no. On your fall <laughs> right. festival. There's there's families that Oh, I don't, don't know. Where's they, the Joneses? Oh, I Well, would. this was the first year they did not take roll call. Oh, is it? Oh, no, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> but you guys know. You guys are, are Jonesy. You yeah. guys look around. You notice Every who's not while, there. Hey, I wonder why... Brent's not here because they hate you. They're those they're those Brent. neighbors, and hopefully nobody bothers them and knocks on their they doors. We're at, at it. We're at it. We used to have that thing. But in my it's old changed a little bit because you've had, you know, like a lot of neighborhoods, you've had so much a little, turnover. Yeah, a lot of turnover. Please use the sign oh, of genius and bring. I used to bring hate a it. Pot of chili. My old street in Arcadia had a Halloween block party, and I went once just to be nice, and then I'm like, nah, not for me. This is dumb. I have no interest in 
routes to work and weather and chatting and small talk. I'm just going to... Next year, I don't go. And it wasn't even on Halloween. It was like some Saturday. And they're all gathered around. They closed the street. Like they had... So you had to, like, to sneak out of there, you'd be the only car on the road. And so we would just batten down the hatches. And, and idiots would come and knock. Are you guys coming? Isn't it clear that we're not... Why, why would, must why you shine a light on it? Just know that we're not going to be. We don't have kids. I have no interest in being pals with you, fakely. You know, we're nice to each other. Can't that be enough? Why do I have to pretend we're best friends yeah, every true. third time you guys throw your kids outside? You remember oh, the uh, worst? The guy last year that did um, Pee Wee Herman. Show you the picture. He had oh, the yeah, bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve yeah. Howard's his name. So every year he comes up. Well, this year he made a. Giant, those baby buggy things that the kids can run around in. It's like a bumper. Oh yeah. You know, so when they first turn around, so he made a giant one. He was a, a baby man. This thing is pretty funny. Yeah. And he's just wheeling around the park, and it's all around there with the puke on the tray, and yeah. man, that's great. <laughs> spent spent at least a week yeah. building that thing. That just that's just a guy to me that would avoid like the plague. Oh, look who Mr. Needs all the attention in the world guy. Since I can tolerate. Pretty creative. Oh, it's Since creative as hell, a... but still I would just I'd avoid that guy. Anybody who wants the attention in neighborhoods. Well now he's built it up where he has to do something. No, he doesn't. Well, he could just stop going and no one would care. I find myself that's not it's, true. Yeah, it's everyone, an absolute everyone fact. loves Steve. Nope. No. It's an absolute fact. If you didn't go next exactly. year, no one none of your lives would change. I find myself jealous at times that you have that closeness in your neighborhood. And then I remember like you, since you've been oh, an I adult don't. and a homeowner, have you ever fondly remembered any Halloween? From the past, what, 20 years? I like Halloween. No, not not that. Yeah. I mean, but like somebody's costume coming through your oh, neighborhood. No. Like, no. oh, the Jones always I remember do really the, well. I don't yeah. remember it's any of fun. The zombie no, I, walk. I'm not yeah. saying it's not. Yeah. I'm yeah. just I remember zombie walk stuff. But like Those neighborhood were stuff. cool. And I'm always like, yeah, you remember your outfit. I mean, they well, for zombie for walk, zombie it's walk. different. That's what it's, you know, that's in Halloween. I'm fine with, but like, you know, a neighborhood party. Well, you're dressing up. It's uh, not, no difference. Granted, it's not, you know. No, I know, but it's just one of those no, things. Your, like, your I don't, neighborhood's great. Don't sure. get me wrong. For, for what the you guys like. The boys have asked about it every oh. year since they went there. For Halloween. Time. For Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Halloween's awesome. I love a good neighborhood for Halloween. I just don't like neighborhoods that are too neighborly when it's not a holiday and they just decide to gather together and dance and sing. It reminds me. Oh, it's just, it, to me, all I see is a bunch of serial killers hiding. Pretending to be normal. The kids go crazy. No one, and I mean no one I know, wants to be part of that stuff. Uh, let's get this over with. Everybody says it before they leave. All right, let's get over to this thing and get this over with. And you go and you kind of force yourself to have a good time. You might end up there, but nobody's like looking forward to it. Or Oh, there's plenty. Of I know. That, that that's why you're about. different. There's plenty that do, and that's those are the people I want to avoid like the plague, because they're the ones that stand in your yard with lemonade and talk all day. Ugh. Those are the ones I worry about. People who get excited about going to neighborhood That's why you functions. always have to have good uh, lemonade, John. Neighborhood functions are things people should inherently say, Ugh. All right. Let's get this over with so we don't get egged. That's the only <laughs> that's the only motivation. I just go. I don't want to be the pariah. Time to prevent the egging. Show up, show face, say nice to just try to make the most of this. No or one you become it. a target after. Well, if you're gung-ho about going to those things, you're the guy I'm talking about.
can't wait for the big festival this weekend with the neighbors. You're the guy I'm avoiding. Oh, right. Get to see the neighbors in bunches. Uh, you build little habit trails to each house. Now you need your privacy for crying out I am anti-neighborhood activity. All I need is that email to tell me who to shoot. That's my neighborhood activity. Put an email out that says, I saw a white truck with bad people stealing patio furniture. Keep your eyes open. And I got my eyes open. We'll go on the radio and talk about it. Yeah. I'll kill for my neighbors. I just don't want to. And, and that's in order to avoid partying with them. Ugh. You wouldn't, so, have, you wouldn't have a killing potluck? How about this freeway? Oh, if we had a killing, if we, if I did kill those patio people, oh. there would be a celebration yeah. after. And on the blood stains, which I wouldn't clean for days. And then I'd charge admission to the neighbors to come see the site. Step, look, here's where Here's where it happened, and this is my snow angel in blood. Isn't it great? Great work, man. So, this freeway access. How long does it take you to get to your office? All right, moving on. Nobody wants to talk about routes to work. How many routes to work did you talk about last night, Freddie? How many people asked you, do you like, Not the, new, one. Do you like the new building? Not, Not true. Well, because you've already probably had those conversations. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Long time ago. No, actually. Oh, the routes to work, the weather, that came up several times last night, I guarantee you. You'd get those lulls, and the guy would go, beautiful night, though. Weather's cooperating. No, you're getting it. It's, it's, uh, um, it's too hot in the daytime. Yeah. yeah. Right now, this is a warm uh, October. Right. I've gotten to the point. I'm a little worried about Halloween. Oh. I've gotten to the point where I just walk away. So it's a little warm today. Where are you going? What? What? I, I just walked what away from me. Because it's the weather talk. You've got nothing left. We've got nothing to talk about. We've got weather. Or we just go back One to the was, you know, the, We've got the former weather. football yep. player. That's what I'm just going to say to people. We've got weather. Have you noticed there's weather still? Yeah, we've what do you got mean? it. It's outside. We're outside. You and I have nothing to talk about. So I know it's coming. My route to work is nine minutes. There's nothing else you need to know. My wife's doing fine. Thank you. <laughs> I don't care about your kid's school. Are we done? And he doesn't care about our kid's uh, school. All right. Well, then off you go. Oh, thank God. All right. Let's go. We did our 10 minutes. We're not getting eight. That's the motivation. But I like Halloween. Halloween's a designed night for people to bother you. I have no problem with that. I actually love Halloween. Love it. One kid was Bob Ross, spot on. That's great. See, I like it. But why Why wouldn't they just wait for Halloween? Now they're spoiling the whole they get thing. To double dip, I guess. Yeah. Dressing up. People, kids like to dress up. Sure they do. But isn't it more, isn't it uh, special adults, on just adults. that one night to do Halloween rather than some random Wednesday that you eat chili well, with adults? Well, you, you don't have to come dress up. No. They call it the fall festival. But some people have. Uh, it's a pagan ritual. I see what you're up to. I get you. There was blood. Yeah. yeah. Our police station. There's a police station near us that has, and that's a cool thing because it's at the police station, which is even better. You got to drag your kids all the way over there. So that's over by us, and then they'll have like a big, they close off a street that isn't used because it's a dead end. Uh, I think it's Maryland. I don't remember what, but it, it dead ends by the police station. And then the cops throw a big party and have a band, and that's great. Go to that all day long because your neighbors don't know if you showed up or not because a bunch of poor people show up with their kids. For all the free stuff. So it's all sorts of neighborhoods come in, and that's why I avoid that one. It's because it's just busloads of poor people coming and taking advantage of the police. They hate so much because, you know, hands up, don't shoot. But when the cops are handing out candy and have a band, everybody's their best friend. And on Halloween, if you don't want to go to a neighborhood, you just want to go to a fall festival, the Seastone, Cornerstone has yeah. their big carnival fall festival. 
Drop money in the basket. You get paid for that? Yeah, do you get an endorsement from them? Because I know they're rolling in it. No, I don't. I found myself a brand new you I am going to send them an invoice. Yeah, good for you. you. Go ahead. Do you that. get premier parking on Sundays yeah. for doing that? I don't know. Because I've seen the shuttle buses that those things have. There's nothing worse than the obligation. The ob- this is what I've discovered is that my, my dream of my neighborhood of not knowing who I am, which is great. You do the wave, but when you get to know a neighbor and they're outside, you can't just drive by and wave. You have to do that weird window roll down. When you're done there, why don't you mow mine? Bye bye, Bob. Bye bye. Bye bye now, Bob. Bye bye. I got Bob, honey. I got Bob. I told him while I was there, I heard it. Yeah, he's mowing his grass. I told him, get on ours. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to kill myself. You washing the car? You going to do mine? Hey, hey, I'll leave mine in your driveway for... <laughs> Neighborhood chatter. Stopped. John, I've learned Blah. a few things listening to your show, and I get right to the point lately. I just say, got to go take a dump. Later. <laughs> Nuke it. Kind of waddle Nuke away. being the neighborly weirdo. Oh, it'll in- it's inevitable. Got yourself a John Deere, huh? Well, when you're done here. Yeah, I know. I'm not mowing your grass. Oh, by the way, go f- yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That guy told me that I need to go f- myself. Oh, it's nothing worse. But I'm glad you like it, Brady. <laughs> you've, you've sent me into a cocoon of hate. In this. Oh. Uh, one neighbor That's wants to I ride bikes I, with me. I it. throw that line out there, and oh. I do the biggest fake laugh. You gotta wash my car when you try. <laughs> my one neighbor across the street sees that I ride my mountain bike, and I have to wait for him to go away. Because every time I try to ride by, oh, where are you headed? Uh, friend's house. Bye. He wants to go with me. I'm like, get a friend. Go get a friend. I'm not it. See, here's Ugh. where it works. Where Ugh. if you have a couple of interactions early on. Then you don't have to have those interactions no, you, every time. You stop no, every it, time you drive down the road, and there's people do outside. Not. You do the roll down window. Out, no, out, because out. you've you've already you've done. You're on that page. You don't. You can drive by and wave. Hey. Oh, that's all I do. And everybody's like, well, "Who's that guy?" It's perfect. I don't get invited and stuff. I don't want anything to do with it. That's great. But sometimes when I'm whittling in the front yard. Oh, you're out there. You're out there. You're not the guy stopping because people stop. Oh. Crap, Freddy's outside. He's Roll the window now. He's you again. Hey, when you're done whittling that, you should make me a chair. Ah, cock, ah, cock, cock. Bye. Here's your <laughs> sailboat. <laughs> so long, T-Bone. I gave him the nickname T-Bone. I notice you live on kind of a dead-end <laughs> street, too, so people yeah. can't speed by you. Yeah. No, they have to slow down. Uh, Carved you a bear. Nightmare. There are. Thanks, there, Brady. There is a polarizing difference between people who want that and people who do not. Oh, yeah. It is. And, and it's tough when one runs into the other. Those people who don't want it, they're not out to be mean. They just don't want to be bothered. Well, but it's not. I mean, because there's, you know, you figure out polarizing. the person that doesn't want to be involved. No. You just don't. A little bit. But, like, you, you've, you've, uh, your neighborhood has generations. Oh, yeah. My, my neighborhood was built last year. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody is new, and yeah. everybody has that glow about them. Yeah. Hey, welcome <laughs> to the neighborhood. To and Phoenix is, a, I mean, Yuck. a friendly town to begin yeah, with. Yeah, no, no, it's not. We're the I, when I came out here, we it built was block easy fences to meet people. in our backyard. Well, for you, you're a different animal. We, we, yeah, we, we're, the, we're the home of the cinder block, leave yeah. me alone fence, Brady. No, we, but, we, we created but it's that. different because it's a uh, resort community. Right, everybody's laid back. And everyone's coming 
in from, you know, a you. lot of people are right. moving yeah. from different states. Because yeah, the they're leaving all those neighborhoods. Right. I lived in Indiana. There were no fences. Every yeah. yard was your Montana yard. It went on and on and on. I came here. I'm, I, actually, but I wasn't even, you know, I was pretty a little bit older than Charlie coming out here. But meeting yeah. people of, you know, peers and stuff was pretty easy. Well, that's because you bother people. Hard when you're trying to be just no, normal. No, I mean night. you're good at it though. Yeah. You you find you're those people that are, that are about that. Who loves being in those networking uh, fun uh, neighborhood parties? Like you would walk up to somebody's house party as 26 year old Brady, uninvited, and just say with a can of beer. I got some hoota pole. I'm from Ohio. Who's this little weirdo? <laughs> People, I'm guarantee you that started like 20 times. You walked up to people's parties you weren't invited to in the neighborhood, and they're like, hey, "There's a little weirdo out here moved in down the street." Seems like a decent guy. Brought but he, Hootapool, but he brings stuff. To he brings he brings gifts. He seems all right. Yeah, it's easy to do if you're yeah. willing to crash people's parties. I'm not. I can't do it. When Laser told me, "Am Brady came to our party?" It never crash parties. You was crash always parties. invited. John. Not true. You, you crashed Laser's party. Life for the party. Man. You crashed the guy's no, the guy party came over and says, "Come on over." After you bothered him, no. you had to say to Come La- on, John, who you talking Laser to? Laser told me the story at the Suns game. We were having a poker party with some buddies, and Brady came by with some moonshine thing. So I felt it was his Christmas party. You asked him when he had his food truck, "What's going on?" And he said, oh, we're having a little get-together tonight. If you want to come by. <laughs> okay. And you did. That's exactly how that happened. You didn't, oh, know, you didn't, know, about the, you didn't know about the party till the food truck parked. The first year that he had the food truck party, I didn't right. go. That's it. But I'm it, saying you, that, you didn't know about it. date on that one is always... It's it didn't matter. Birthday. He didn't invite you that time. And you still went. Oh, no. That's not true. <laughs> Always You're mi- get the tape because even you said I went over. He's having a thing, and he told me in the middle of it, "If you want to come by, you can." We're just having some friends over for some poker night or whatever. And then you showed up with moonshine. No, that Frank, was your story. His buddy Frank came out in the driveway. Right, and you're standing there going, said, "What's what going, going on come over, over there?" Right, because it was a party you didn't know about. I had people over. Oh, leaving. for crying out loud! Just admit it. It's okay. You crashed Laser's party. He can't stand you. <laughs> You've worn on him like an old sandwich. He's just going to take a bite of I mean, he takes a swing at me, but of it's friendly. Of course he does, yes. He loves trying to hit you. Back in the house. Friends don't hug. Friends hit. Yeah. Friends hose each other off when they get too close. Where I'm from. Yeah. It's great. Anyway, we're a real accepting city. Have you seen how high my cinder block fence is? <laughs> right. That's the funny thing is, is real estate agents will tell you that is kind of a low. For you can add like three yeah, feet exactly. to that fence so you don't have to see those. People. Our friend Dorsey. Oh, did, rarely did it for all the, the unfinished houses around him. He put yeah. he put his cinder block up two feet. Beautiful. Why? I don't want to see. I don't want to see anybody. Yeah, we're the home of the unfriendly. I know a lot of people have moved here and said the exact opposite. Man, Phoenix is not exactly the most endearing place. There's block walls everywhere, and everybody kind of doesn't chat. It's it's weird when you see, you know, going back to the HGTV, but some of those neighborhoods that are just open backyards. Right. Boy, I'd build the... We we knew property lines by the tall grass. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You knew where to go. We had bushes. Man, growing up here has made it so it's just uh, cinder block heven. If I move back east... In one of those neighborhoods, they'd wonder, what the hell is that guy doing? Because in the first week of living there, there'd be a nine-foot fence around my property. What are you doing? You're building some sort of prison. Our backyards, we grew up, backyards were pretty much always 
Well, they're that way, but man, off. Indiana front, front yards were open game. Indiana was not. That must be a UA thing because Toledo yeah. had open. Yeah, Toledo was wide open everything when I was there with you. Yeah, screw that. Build me a fence. Fence me in. It's the best. Grilling, Bob? Put one on for me. <laughs> Smells pretty good over there. We'll be over in a minute uninvited. We're asshole neighbors. <laughs> or the Wilson, where they poke their head over the fence and yes. look at you. Yes. Oh, can't wait to win the lottery. Seeing, we had that happen a couple times in Maricopa out in your backyard, and all of a sudden you see your neighbor kind of, oh. what are you doing? BB gun. <laughs> Sorry. That thought you were an intruder. Thought you were an intruder. Hey, guys, you had a BB gun. I mean, well, you shouldn't poke your head over my fence. Fence there for a reason. My eye! Yeah. You don't just climb fences, weirdo. They're there for a reason. Uh, it's seven on the dot. Let's do it. Five-figure death punch. The way of the fist. Ugh. Brady's neighborhood's making my stomach turn. So much chili and friendliness. Yuck. No one needs any of that. So much chili. <laughs> chili. That's, that's a bad oh. phrase. So much chili. So much chili. So much chili. <laughs> so many booger-handed So children. little time. Ugh. Yuck. Who won the, who yeah, who won won? the uh, chili contest? Did you enter? No, no contest this year. Oh, no winners. Did you enter? No winners. Did you enter a Ronnie batch? Ronnie brought a batch over. Yeah. Well, what's the point if there's no winner? Well, it's just, it's a potluck. Right, there should be a winner. But Who the best neighbor? I know, I thought you, we, you I said, you, they asked me if I would uh, judge again. I said, I, yeah, sure. What are I you do. judging if there's no winner? There wasn't. They decided not to do uh, judging. Uh, Thanks a lot, Obama. We uh, handed out participation. Yeah, it's garbage. Well, who would have won? They did have co- costume costume. Who would have won? Uh, Ronnie. Okay, if she wasn't in it. Um, Which of your neighbors made? Who came in last and who came in first? I don't know. I only had uh, I had one. You only ate two. one? I had two chili. Was the other chili good? Yeah. Who made it? Um, Holly Dillard. Better or worse than Ronnie, for real? Come on, you have t- it. It was Ronnie. Ronnie's, Ronnie's better by a lot. So ho- because, Holly Dillard. Because it was spicy. Holly and makes, I like spicy. Holly makes chili. No, she makes good no, chili. No, it's not. Come on now. Second place, last place. What I liked about Holly's, here's what place. I liked about Holly's. There weren't as many beans in it. Ah. It's more meat. So That's Ronnie so Ronnie makes beanie Spicier chili. chili. Right. Yeah. And did you teach beans? Ronnie how to make beans. chili, or did she come into the relationship with that knowledge? She came in with okay. it. Wow. Nice job. You got a chili making machine over there. Uh, kill the beans. What do you got here? Guys, the notes. Your nephew has passed me a note that says, Holly is Mormon. They can't make chili. That's what Charlie believes. <laughs> they can't put this. They can't. <laughs> is that in the writings? Is that in the book of. Yeah, because they make it with some make it with Dr. Pepper. Is, right? it, is that use... true? Yeah, I think it is in the Book of Mormon. Charlie's right. I've never read that all the way through, so. We'll get the Mormons to text in and confirm or deny that. Is there a reason they can't? It's devil's food. It's red. <laughs> it's too red. It ruins their underpants. Oh, that's true. They've got to wear their magic underpants. You can't oh, skid right. those out. Right, right, right. You don't want to have to explain the stains is what Charlie's I kind of wonder if your magic underpants stain resistant. That would be truly magic. Well, they don't show, so they'd have to. You can't wow. get skitters in your magic yeah. drawers. Interesting. Uh, that would make the magic indeed. Uh, five finger death punch tonight. The way of the fist uh, is your concert psyching rock. It's 98 KUPD. Go get them. 
98 KUPD. There you go. Five Figure Death Punch. That is Concert Psyching Rock. And I have to thank the person that sent me the video uh, from the movie Extract of My Nightmare, which is David Koechner talking to Jason Bateman as the annoying neighbor that won't stop. Oh, it's so great. Chasing He's such death. a nice neighbor. Oh, you'd love that guy. That's where we're different. You would love that guy. You might be that guy. We're not sure yet. I've never seen you in action. But, oh, hey, wait, a, where are you going? Such a great scene. One more thing. What are you guys doing November 17th? Oh, pinpointing you on a date months from now is the worst. I, I immediately have that anxiety when somebody says, what are you doing December 5th? No one's got any plans that far ahead. No one. You got plans for the 5th of December, uh, and you try and lie nicely. I got, uh, I'm pretty sure that's today Megan's mom's coming to town or something's, something's going on. Well, we'd love to have you on the 5th. Oh, Got to check with the missus. And you can't say no to people like that. They just keep going. And, and, and they're the people who can't take a hint. Can we make an agreement right now that if you ask somebody to do something down the road and they immediately go, uh, you've got to recognize they're scrambling for a no. No one knows. Well, that. No one sees uh, it. No one I'll recognizes that. I'll take the uh, most of the time. If it's twice, you're like, if you're having something and they're doing them, I'm like, they don't want to do something. If anyone asks you, Brady, if you were to ask me right now, what are you guys up to next Saturday night? And you saw me go, um, uh, what's the date? Just go, okay, never mind. Yeah. Because you sitting there waiting for me to try to scramble out a lie is the worst thing in the world. We need to start recognizing that as humans more. You ask, and they're, they're still, you're still trying to be nice. You don't want to hurt their feelings, but it's just, I don't necessarily want to go do stuff. But I will say the, the scheduling thing has changed Ugh. with um, the worst. Like the next couple of weeks, you know, between the stuff that's going on, that uh, between the station and all that, the, the weekends. Sure. But you can, well, that's, well, if, if, the best thing is if you do have something for real. You fire that right yeah. out. Like if somebody said, what are you doing? Thir- oh, I got a big red night of the day. Can't do anything. Yeah. Oh, what a shame. Those are the best. But when somebody traps you two weeks down the road, what are you doing? November 17th. Um, I got, uh, if, if I even, if I even I pause. Just, I don't pause. I just have no clue. No idea. But then they're like, because we'd love to do, we're having a get together. We'll think about it. Yeah. That's pretty good, Toledo. That's brave. Because I try to be nicer than that. And I shouldn't. I should be more like that. It's like, I've. Really have no. What interest. do you usually say? That sounds good. I'll be like, hey, yeah. You know what? I'm not no, sure what we're that's doing because com- that's committal. But it is kind of that, to yeah. you. That might oh. not be committal. But oh no, to it, me, it's that's, committal. That's yeah, why I yeah. don't. I, I uh, the same thing. I don't know if we can do that. I'll check. But the, the second I hear, I don't know. I, I don't ask people that stuff. But if, if anybody says I don't know, I don't know. Because we doing. have the same fear. As soon as somebody him and haws, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm out of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, not it, I'm not part of the no, trust tree. Okay, I'm out. That's cool. I will never talk to them about that thing again. Yep. What are you doing? Oh, here we go. I got to start scrambling for a lie. Please be on the night I actually have stuff to do. It's the worst. Because then they'll ask you again if you're like, you know what? Let me check. Then the next time you see him, yeah. any news check? on that night? Oh. We're holding the date for you. That's You know what's funny? I totally forgot about it. That's our anal anniversary. 
And, it's our anniversary. Uh, all day long, Megan's got to wear a butt plug, and she gets weird in public because she is just going to get rammed in the ass. That. So I'm sorry, Pastor, we can't make it to your event. Well, it was going to be a key part. There you go. Yeah, if I give you $20, will you stop asking me to do things with you? Please, immediately. Uh, Eric's out there this morning. He's over at the uh, Four Sun Chevron. Good stuff out there. Uh, he's got a ticket uh, to Vegas for somebody, right? Is that what's going on? Is he there? He's got a ticket. Eric, are you there? Uh-oh. Can you Eric, hear me? There he is. Okay, we had buttons. Can you hear me now? There he is. Eric's out there what right What do you got now. going on, Eric? How are you, December kid? 5th. Eric, what are you up to? And take your time with this. January 19th. Uh, yeah, because we're having a get-together. We'd okay. love to have you. It's for our neighbor's kid with a very rare disease. And uh, we're just going to ask for a couple bucks at the door. Going to help him out and have some chili, play some cornhole. I might be out of town. Really? Well, we'd, love to to f- we'd love Where to have you. Where are you going? You. Hey, I'll get back to you on that. Where are you headed? Uh, Antarctica. Antarctica. <laughs> well, that's a long trip. You need we me to watch your house for you? We'd love to watch your house. We I'll watch your house. We haven't settled on a date for sure. Tell you yet. what I'll do. We'll move the date around your trip to Antarctica because I'll tell you what's <laughs> going to be great. As people want to hear your stories of the big South Pole move there. That sounds fun. So we'll just scooch that date over. At your convenience. You know what? We went there two years ago. I'll have the missus uh, call. We'll get our slides call out. Call your lady and give you some hot spots oh, to check nothing. out. Damn it, my lie didn't work. Yeah, we have to come up. And, and we have to stop making the liar feel bad. We have to start making right. the inviter right. feel bad. You as the inviter have to recognize when someone's telling you no in the nicest possible way and never ask them again. Please. I've had this happen from a, a couple people I know, one in particular. And he keeps hammering and hammering and hammering. And eventually I just go, no, I'm not going to your stupid event. Yeah, I, I don't want anything to do with your I think I've heard that actually yeah. from you before. Yeah, after after a third time of me lying, I, I have to quit being nice. I've tried. You don't Yeah, you've tried it. to be nice so yeah. long, but if you just, right. they won't leave you alone about it. Yep. You, be, you know what it is? All you know right. who's got this figured out? Young women. They're nice to you when you hit on them the first time. Like, oh, you know, I've got that. And then if you keep coming, eventually it's like, look, enough. And they'll shut you down. That's what we have to do with these uh, neighborly invites of, you know, ambiguous times and dates. Oh, the nightmare of the holidays is upon us. Build bigger fences. Make more money and live on more land. That's the I goal. know a guy trying to do that. So. Oh, I would, I would build a compound. When I saw Bin Laden's house, I thought, not bad. <laughs> Need a little fixing up. Nah, well, you know but what? But it was a nice spread. If I were to look at that in a house that was totally done with a smaller fence, I'd take the compound in Asalamabad. <laughs> Eric's been hit by Trevor Bauer's drone. What happened there? And uh, and I would take the bigger fences and the fixer-upper over the totally done house with small fences. Hmm. Well, I think Trump should just switch to giving everybody their own personal wall. Yeah. Trump's onto some of that wall for privacy. I don't know if it's going to work to keep people out, but if it's just to keep them from looking in, that's good, too. Uh, what do you got, Eric? You're giving away a trip to damn uh, Las Vegas, for crying out loud. What's going on? That's right. You get uh, tickets, airfare, hotel, $500. And, uh, you get yeah, any concert you want to go to, we'll send you off to Vegas. should be a great trip for two, so you can take you and your, your neighbor, perhaps. Uh, if you want to sign up, get your butt down here, because this is the last chance to sign up. We're going to draw for this uh, today or tomorrow, I believe. So get on down here and sign up. 
Also, I got samples of Brisk Mate. Our friends from Brisk Mate are here with uh, all their samples to try all their different flavors. They got mango, dragon fruit, cherry. Delicious, energizing iced tea. You'll love it. If you try it, you will not stop. Also, uh, sign up for Big Red Night of the Dead. We got some floor tickets, so you'll be right down there in front. So come on down and try to score those. And the KDPD swag, some Fear Farm tickets, and a whole lot more. Four Suns Chevron's where I'm at. Dysart and the I-10 on the west side. And uh, Sticky Nikki was very excited. She told me on the way down here that uh, she actually met her first fan at the Seven Dust show. Oh. Somebody came up and recognized her. Oh, you're Sticky Nikki. Oh, she's got and, a fan at Seven Dust. Somebody knew who yes. she was. That's great. I asked her if she uh, banged plans with her, but I guess I guess it didn't happen. It was a girl? Yeah, it was a girl fan, a female That's fan. Adorable. That's beautiful. Well, she's, she's making a headway already. The silent Sticky Nikki has now got fans all over the world. Good for you, Nikki. We're proud of her. She told her, she's like, you're much more attractive than I thought you'd be. Right. Well, it is radio. She's got to get used to that. Most people think you're hideous. And I get then that we all deliver. Time. Yeah, we deliver. <laughs> we uh, we usually are, are below your low expectations. To right. That's my, my pat cover uh, deflect line on how ugly I actually am when people meet me. And I know that's what they're thinking when they're like, hey, you're Holmberg. And I know what they're thinking is, Jesus Christ. Yeah. What kind of deformities do you have? That's going on in their head. And then I say, yeah, what did you expect, a black guy? And then they go, ha, ha, because no, they didn't. But they didn't expect the not. elephant man either, and that's what they get. Well, luckily we have Nikki to clap up yeah. to join a little bit. So it is nice because they we do usually scare them into thinking, well, I thought he'd be ugly because radio people are, but this dude's taking it to a new level. Our whole show goes out. It's like night of living ugly. Uh, and yeah, if we were handsome, we'd be in television, right? right. If we were handsome, we would have uh, job opportunities or, you know, or uh, be CEOs of something because handsome people get good jobs. Uh, so there you go. Nice job, Ugly Eric. We'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, Eric's out there all morning. Four Sun Chevron, Dysart Road, just north of the I-10 on Rancho Santa Fe Boulevard. Trip to Vegas. Uh, tickets to Big Red Night of the Dead, Green Day, all that stuff, fun and otherwise, Eric has for you. And you can meet... The relatively attractive by comparison to what you thought, Sticky Nicky. Uh, it's 7:17. Uh, we got a Brady report coming up next. It's 98 KUPD. Lincoln Park, right there, faint at 7:29. Better late than never. It's time now for your Brady report. Brought to you by Juby. Try Juby.com. Available at Circle K's, most all of them in the Valley, and of course at High Health. Every High Health has it. Juby, stay alert, stay fresh. Try Juby.com. Don't forget, also Eric's out there at Four Sun Chevron this morning. Dysert Road, just north of the I-10, giving away a trip to Las Vegas and a whole bunch of other stuff, including Big Red Night of the Dead tickets for tonight's Five Finger Death Punch. Shine down all the fun that begins tonight about 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Uh, you'll have tickets to it on the floor if Eric gives you those. So don't forget about him as well. Brady, report it. Good Thursday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Here's a couple of Thursday fun facts. When a Three Musketeers, the uh, candy bar, when it was released in 1932... They had three small candy bars in the package. One strawberry, yeah. one chocolate, one vanilla. That's how it got its name. Neapolitan. Yeah. Oh. Three Musketeers. We're all out of Neapolitan ice cream. I don't like Three Musketeers, but I might eat the strawberry. Oh, you're the only nougat. one. Strawberry so, uh, come on now. You eat the strawberry ice cream in the Neapolitan? Yes. Do you really? You're yeah. the one. Because yeah. everybody else, it's always the two that are gone and then that wedge of strawberry. That's the best part of the Simpsons. When... Strawberry is not a go-to, but if, it, but if it's there, I'll Last it. on the list, the uh, Homer would open up the 
Neapolitan ice cream and look, and it was just the wedge of strawberry left in the thing. No. And he put it down and opened the next one. Same thing. Oh, Marge, we're out of Neapolitan ice cream. Still got all the strawberry. Why buy all three? No one knows. I never did understand why they didn't just go for the black and white. Right. Oh, just, yeah. Why is strawberry in there? They just have excess. They had to pile it in. <laughs> yeah, why not just the chocolate vanilla? And then for the very rare weirdo that likes all three. Did you ever get the true banana split with all three scoops? Inside? Of- of a two? No, you'd have no, no, three no. different flavors. Oh, no, no, no. I would not. I can't stand strawberry. Strawberries. Of- I'd rather bite off a human nose. It would have the same texture and better flavor. I, I Something about strawberries makes my stomach spin. What, well, you got all three. Uh, strawberry anything? I hate strawberries. Oh, strawberries really? and coconut are the two worst things that coconut, you can Coconut, I'm with you. Yuck. Yeah, coconut strawberries shrimp. I can't stand. Oh, ruined shrimp is what I call that. I would, I would eat hair. Freshly cut hair off a human head before I'd eat coconut. If you put, it's uh, if you've got your choice between coconut on your shrimp or human hair, be like, throw in the human hair. I'm going coconut. No way, coconut is gross. I would Gill- uh, Gilligan would be a dead, eaten corpse because I would never eat coconuts. If I was stranded on a desert island, I would die because I can't. Coconut is awful, the worst. Yeah, coconut cream pie. Oh. Oh, it's, it's human hair. It's it's the same texture and flavor as human hair. Oh, it's so gross. And you just chew it, and it just sits in there. And... I'm going to throw up thinking about it. E.T.'s actual name. Larry. Drek. Drek? Yeah, Z-R-E-K. Drek. What? When did, did it they mention that ever? It was going to be revealed in the sequel, which never wound up being made. Oh. Good. And we've learned a lesson. E.T. lives in... in uh, much higher air because there was no sequel. And had they made one, had they brought E.T. back for any reason at all, and they would have made it so he had to escape a war, and then it made it all political. There's the only way to bring E.T. back is to have, you have to have some sort of conflict. They'd have made a war, and he'd have had a safe place at Elliot. When do movies reach a status where they're beyond having the sequel, like an iconic Never. status? Because they just announced that they're going to try and make a Top Gun sequel. Yeah. Or well, they're going to reboot Tom it. Cruise did. <laughs> Well, nowadays, nothing's off limits. They'll, they'll remake E.T. I don't see that's what I'm getting at. I don't yeah. think they can. Why not? They would. Because there's a whole new generation. Yeah. Look, yeah. Yeah. Uh, loads of kids that are like, oh, that's old. Reboot it. And, uh... yeah. and it's all your guys' fault. Your parents that don't ever show your kids old stuff and teach them that it's cool. No, that's not true. We, nah. we made the boys Got watch. Old, we watched Goonies because we were yeah. going to go see the Goonies' house. We're going to remake it. Um, there was but a couple some, other older some of that we made stuff. Them watch. Some of the older stuff uh, doesn't hold up. Sure, but some does. Like the lat, like uh, I forget which movie you were talking about. Later, you first had them watch it. They're like, man, because the effects, right? Special oh, yeah. effects are just. But that's why you have to teach them. Hey. This is what your current movies are riding on. This was the effects of the day. Now, yeah, look past that and see what a great story's in there because guess what's missing from Transformers in your effect movie? A story. Yeah, it's very true, but yeah, so the uh, they, they won't look back at E.T. and say it was cool. They'd hate E.T. Your kids would hate E.T. You'll like this one, John. Graham crackers were invented by an evangelical minister named Sylvester Graham. Because he believed grains were the key to suppressing people's sex drives. <laughs> Which is the idea. Ah. Go forth and prosper, but try to find a way where you don't enjoy it. A new study found people are way more likely to help someone when they ask face-to-face over email. 
340 times more likely Wait to get someone to do something face to face for you. Rather you than email? To, yeah. Oh, because you said face-to-face over If you email. ask them face-to-face. Oh, over. Face. I see what you're saying. Over, uh, face-to-face over email. Yep. Yeah, you email anybody and they can dodge that. A new That's study. why. If you ask me to right, do you a favor right, right, right now, it's going to be harder for me to say no. Yeah. And if I get an email and go, oh, Brady wants me to go help him cut down trees, I'll just ignore this. Interesting in the work email, like if you get one from the boss or something. Right. I don't get them. Most people. I stand yeah, by Yeah, we're them. not in that. Uh, no, I mean, I don't get company emails. People are always like, you didn't get the email? I've been telling you guys for years for some reason. I'm blocked out of it. I think there's an email widget that just redirects your email. I don't know where they go, but I don't get them. I find out from you guys. A new study out of Purdue University in Indiana found that when you drink alcohol combined with caffeine, it actually messes with your brain in the same way as cocaine. Yeah. In other words, the Red Bull and vodka. Good stuff. The biggest danger is that drinks that combine caffeine and alcohol activate your addiction pathways. Oh, settle down. So you can take <laughs> your sweet, innocent brain and mess it up to the point where you become an alcoholic. No, you can't. The study was done by a reverend. And, no, I, I was going to say, stop that propaganda. Red Bull and vodka is not a gateway to alcoholism unless you're an alcoholic. You will make your own move on that one. I've had plenty of Red Bull and vodka. And I'm not an alcoholic yet. Little I'll try harder. Addicted to cocaine. I'll try harder. Yeah, it led me right to cocaine. It was a gateway to the fun stuff. Arby's. Mm-hmm. They've got the meat. Heard about that. And they're doing it in six states. They're bringing more meat. They're going to be serving venison. Oh, deer meat. Yeah. Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, and Georgia. The venison sandwiches will be available for a limited time. Because there's a plethora of deer. Sure. Got to serve them up at Arby's. Does the guy from Arby's go out in the big Arby's hat hunting? I think with the big penis Ding Rames does it. There used to be a guy from Arby's. Now it's just his hat. Right. Which means he's been taken out. Now it's just the Arby's penis. It's the dick and balls of Arby's logos. It's even got a urethra. I got to get rid of the hat. But yeah, that's sad really because deer meat... Prepared wrong is horrible. Yeah. You think Arby's is going to knock that one out of the yard? Yeah. No, I don't. Shaved deer? Mm, no. That poor deer died to be Arby's meat. Oh. It's dying anyway. Use it. It's dying. Man. That's rough. Here's a couple of, uh, I like these, where you find <laughs> words and where they came from. Yeah. Uh, the it's the initial um, meaning, right? Blockbuster, for example, was originally a bomb. Oh, cool. Blockbuster was a bomb that was uh, large enough to it destroy an entire block of buildings. Cool. The RAF during the Second World War uh, kind of uh, had a four thousand pound bomb that they called the Blockbuster. And it would blow up a city block. Yeah. Um, girl was originally meant uh, a baby. Girl or a boy. They called, you had a little girl. Yeah, it, no uh, what it was. Jeffrey so you would need to say little. Chaucer wrote in the Canterbury Tales in the 1300s. He wasn't talking about young women. Back when the word girl first appeared in the language in the middle uh, English period, it used to mean child. Huh. 
bimbo was originally a man, uh, derived from the Italian word from, for a baby boy when it first emerged in a, American slang around the turn of the 20th century. It referred to a menacing, brutish bully. It didn't take long for that to change to a to a slightly my overweight. My little bimbo down on yeah. Bamboo Isle, which was a Broadway. A little <laughs> slightly overweight, large-breasted blonde girl yes. with a limited uh, intelligence. Yeah, it was a far leap. Huh. I guess it would probably come from when she'd speak. you like, she's like a bimbo. Like, you know, if she's a baby. There you go. But she's got great cans. <laughs> it's a good bimbo. A cupboard was originally a board, a flat board that you'd put your cups on. A cup board. Yep. Yeah. That's why it's spelled that way. Yep. The Indian and the cup board. Handicap. This is pretty solid. Um, Handicapable? No. Well, uh, the true origin of the word handicap is a little bizarre. Originally, it referred to a means of securing a fair deal. Once popular among medieval traders, in which two parties offering goods for exchange would call upon a neutral third party to umpire the negotiations to oversee the deal. So the umpire would assess the value of the goods involved and then give the owner of the less valuable goods a cash figure, and they would add that to the deal to make it fair. So he'd put out his cap, yeah. and they'd put the uh, choices that you could be. So you'd pull it out so of the cap. every time you draw from a hat, it's handicapped. It's so a, you'd, you'd reach in with your hand. In the cap. And you drew your price? Yeah. I wonder how it was handicapped. Associated with being handicapped. Because you're putting the hand in the cap. No, no, but how do you you then later lose the use of your legs and then become that? Maybe the first handicapped guy that got really good at it couldn't walk. It's like, let's call an old handicapped. They were saying it was from this image of the value of the individual items being assessed and compared. To that, the uh, first handicap horse races were introduced. The notion so of the better be- horses in a right. handicap race being that's be how you become a handicapper. Right. Yep. That's that. Right. That makes sense. That to makes me. sense. But to be handicapped basically means you negotiated a crap deal with your body. Right. Is that what that is? Then it eventually uh, came to a mean of hindrance or disability. Right. Because there were too many guys getting screwed by the handicapper. Yep. Because it inevitably so you weren't a very good handicapper. Inevitably, that system gets crooked when you pretend to not know the handicapper, and you're getting great deals right. all the time. Treadmill hasn't really changed over the years, but it was originally a printed, uh, prison punishment. Hmm. Spent time on the treadmill. You just have to walk until you your legs quit. Moment. Now we pay to do it. A moment was precisely ninety seconds. Give me a moment. Yeah, it was uh, in the medieval period. The 24 hours of the day were divided into four 15-minute segments known as points, each of which turn was divided into 10 shorter segments known as moments. Cool. This lady went on Craigslist because she wanted to get her hair beautified. She looked for a stylist on Craigslist. Always a good option. Sure. She found someone. That lady said, meet me in an apartment, and I will style and color your hair. She did style and color her hair, and the lady was not impressed or did not like it. That happens sometimes at salons. Sure. 
I didn't like the way you did my hair. Usually they uh, redo the hair. But this, the stylist um, handled it a different way. Pepper sprayed the lady in the face sure. and left the building. <laughs> He'd done his uh, work. Happens. He's an artist. Or she. I you think don't question that. Yeah. If he's any good, it's a he. What I've learned is that in order a sign of success is a black landscaping crew and a gay hairstylist. That's when you know you've made it. Anybody can get some woman to do their hair. That's like Aunt Hattie. She can do that all day long. You get a gay guy doing hair. Something special's happening in your life. Uh, and I think it's Montevideo. Montevideo. Montevideo, Minnesota. Or maybe well, they maybe say they... Montevideo. <laughs> Minnesota. That's why I'm Spain, Minnesota, but anyway. Uruguay. The it? former mayor, the ex-mayor, just pled guilty to burglarizing the current mayor, mayor's house. It's like, all right, I did it. I broke in. <laughs> Felony charge, third-degree burglary. The guy, I guess, was not happy with the current mayor. Uh, he also, there was a little stuff, but they dropped the charges here. I guess when he was either fleeing the law or there's another incident, he uh, fired his uh, rifle through the sunroof of his truck. Jeez. But according to the court documents... Um, he said he was trying to get away from the corpses that were after yeah. him. So they went ahead and dropped those charges. But Got him on the crack. Yeah. <laughs> World's going mad. Um, yes, last night there was a kid brave enough to put on the um, killer clown mask. thought that was interesting. But at this the kid party? Had, yeah, at the party. But killer this, clowns, the killer clowns weren't the problem. People are so dumb. Clowns Killer clowns were never what the issue but, but was. But I'm say, the reason why I'm surprised is knowing how overprotective. Yeah, but it was the stuff regular to let their son clowns. go out there knowing what's been going on in the media. But the clowns were the issue. Killer clowns were always the one where, like, yeah, they're supposed to be scary. Yeah. The well, ones that were being frightening were the normal clowns. Well, this kid who lives in Berlin, Germany. 14-year-old um, was going around scaring his buddies in the clown mask. Funny prank. Ha ha. Well, the one buddy scared turned around and shanked him. <laughs> yep, kid. It's yeah. the risk you take. Scared wow. his buddy and his buddy had a knife and <laughs> jabbed him with the knife. Yep. Don't sneak up on okay. people dressed okay. as a clown. Maybe I need to teach Alex how to shank yeah. just as a reflex. It's not a bad move. You know what it's what good I mean? parenting, I think. <laughs> Teach your kids some good stabbing moves. Yeah, they always do the karate and taekwondo. Yeah. None of that's going to work. You're paying for somebody to give you a belt. to the shanking. Right. Your kid's no good at karate for real. No. He's terrible at it. He didn't make a purple belt. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not really a purple belt. You're just giving some white guy out there in Chandler a few hundred yeah. bucks every couple months yeah. to get a new belt for your son and get him go through the motions. Hey, we missed Stevie at taekwondo last night. Hey, can your hey. son do any damage to another kid with his taekwondo or his karate? No. <laughs> you don't think so? You think none? He's been well, in it for he's a while. A few, he's, no, he's a couple years removed from it. Oh, okay. But uh, he no. still sucks at it. Yeah. I think more than anything, he'd probably try and pull like some Madden move on him now. Cause, like, oh, like, watch... a, like the video game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Because that's all they're up. They do it. I see them doing it to each other like in the hallways. So he'd go hit stuff. stick on a kid before they he'd use any of the stuff exactly. you've paid for. Exactly. Why do you keep sending him there? Just kill time? No, I didn't. He's two years removed from him. Oh, oh, he hasn't done. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Before he would swing when he go, here's a guy. Yeah. 
No, because it's uh, it's the actual announcer now Madden on anymore. The, yeah. yeah. Glenda Blackwell lives in Asheville, North Carolina. On Saturday, she bought a ten dollar lottery ticket, brought it home to her husband Buddy Buddy Blackwell, to make a point, like uh, a lovely wife would, to show. Sure. Show him what a waste of time buying lottery tickets are. Right. She That's won. A million bucks. Nice job. Waste of time. Still, she's, taken. she's right. But. They took the lump sum of $415,000 after taxes. How much? $415,000. Take out almost six hundred grand right off the bat. Well, the lump sum, you get right in a fee. You, you get, get less you anyway. Get a fee taken off, so it's not all taxes. Right. That's... They give you clearing. the full amount when you stretch. But it's it out clearing. They take taxes, annuity. right? Yeah, they take taxes, taxes and then they gaming, take a big luxury fee, or right. whatever. They do. But there's a huge, like lottery fee right. that they keep for the convenience. Probably convenience fee, like Ticketmaster. Patrick, I hate, I hate that term. It's the exact opposite. I'll never know. I don't think what it feels like to get the convenience fee lump sum from the lottery. Patrick McAllister and uh, Joshua Willard crashed a wedding reception in Dunedin, Florida, on Saturday night. It was a place called the House of Beer, so maybe they thought everyone would be too drunk to notice. People immediately recognized that they were crashing and told them to leave, but they refused to go. Got into fights with some of the people there, and one of them even threatened the bride. They both were arrested for disorderly So th- the boys were, rolled into the in, House of Beer's wedding. And they stayed and fought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then tried to go after a bride. Reminds me of that one wedding from Megan's family that I left early. It turned into a full-out melee. Big fight. Ah. And we left because I'm like, because all I said again. was, this sucks. Typical wedding. Nice people. Whatever. There's that stupid 15 by 15 parquet floor, brick houses on, and playing this cruddy band music. The chicken is okay at best. Let's go. And everyone at our table's like, yeah, this is dumb. Let's go. Go to Houston's phone starts ringing. Big fight. Everybody's in jail. Like two minutes after we left. Can you come bail us out? And the one at the Botanical Garden I wasn't even invited to. I watched that fight go on and on. Never been to a wedding with a fight. When I went to uh, Scotland, our buddy Thomas Wells, his relatives, uh, had a wedding. Did you go to it? They invited us to go. (laughs) Because we're we're visiting. And you said yes? Sure. Oh. Scottish wedding. Same as every other one. Crappy 12 by 12 dance floor. No, it's not. They fight. Good. And I thought, I've never been to a wedding the same thing. That or fight. Uh, oh, this is pretty much standard. Good. I don't That's know if it got uh, into a Rangers Celtics battle. How do you get into that on vacation? I want to come to a wedding. The whole family them. was going. They're like, we'd love you guys to come. No, thanks. That sounds awful. <laughs> it was fun. Only to you. You're the only person that would say yes to it. You're the only person that would walk away going, that was great. The bride was a, a good kisser. That's too. crazy. You can't get me to go to a wedding here, let alone on vacation, to waste a whole day of my life at someone's it was, wedding it was I don't a, know. It's a couple hours. Too Wait, many hours. That's a whole day. You're ruined. Yeah. Then you're in a foreign you country and yeah. you gave oh. up two hours? Ugh. No, I got plenty of Scotland to Culture. see. No, it isn't. It's the locals getting married. Yuck, Brady, you're crazy.
A 28-year-old guy from Castleberry, Florida, left a strip club around 2.15 on uh, 2.15 a.m. on Tuesday. If you really wanted to experience Scottish culture, you'd have done heroin and hung out on a train. You're not really interested in their real culture. I maybe saw some of that. Yeah, oh, it's everywhere. On, sure you did. But Tons yeah, of heroin. Nation is There's ravaged some things by. that you feel like, I don't need to experience that. Sure. Or you make that call. That one, I'm still not, uh, I don't think I want the to heroin? try that. Sure. Yeah. So you're not really interested in their culture. Just what you <laughs> want their culture to be. I'm interested in the what I'm tale. interested in. Yeah, you're interested in the ignoring the culture and seeing what you can make up. So anyway, uh, this guy left the strip club. He made it less than a block before he fell out and ran over his own leg. Nope. The truck kept going and smashed into a house. See, 58-year-old that- woman was sleeping inside, and Whoa. she wasn't. Uh, apparently, she wasn't out at the strip club all night. See, you said that almost happened to you. I have a hard time f- picturing how that happens, that you fall out oh, yeah, I've done it. and run over your own leg. I don't know how I'd run over my own leg, but I've... I've- gotten out of a car before i put it in park before yeah but I, but, but the door will knock you down being run over? Well, the, usually the yes the one really? time i was backing up because i realized what i'd done because i heard the wheels start to turn like the the the, the tires start to go and you hear them you're like oh geez i didn't put it in park because i was just gonna hop out real quick and hop back in then you turn around the door's still open and so you make a weird take the down. door can take you out okay. and it's on an angle that would but push it, you but will it push you under the wheel yeah immediately it's a weird how fast because you're going towards the car so if it's coming at you fast enough, because you're trying to get back in, it, it's very weird because you realize when it's happening, holy cow, okay. that can still, happen. Megan fell out of that golf cart, and it was all I could do not to run her over. It's weird how you get sucked okay. back under. Megan! That was great. So later, you're going to have to pull this one up. The uh, Internet has been searching for the um, blue or white dress equal, you know, trying to find no, the same kind of well. They got a pretty good one here. This is a... Um, a pair of legs that when you look at it first, it looks like it's shiny. Yeah. But it's actually just the white paint that causes the, the legs to look like they're oiled up. So what am I supposed to look at? You look at the legs, they look shiny, but look at, it's actually white paint on there. And the white paint, oh, yeah, also when you focus in on it, well, what they do goes in, uh, away. In movie makeup, when they want your tooth to look like it's gone, they paint the other ones white. And once you go back to it, it's hard to see the... Uh, Kind of fade away and the shine comes back. From a distance, it looks better. Like I'm looking at it on my laptop, it doesn't look that shocking. That makes sense, though, why that would be. Yeah. That blue and black dress thing, or gold or whatever it was. It was lighting. That was. No, no. that was how the no, light it was. It's just the way you your, your eyes you flip it. Color. Which I've always said, I don't know if your blue and my blue are the same. Which is crazy to think about. come to an about. agreement on the color variance. Yeah. I don't know that Toledo doesn't see normally what I consider looks like neon. Well, that's the reason why they had color rush problems last year, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't know what you're... Well, it doesn't matter. If you've been taught what you see as red is red, and right, I've been right, taught what right, I see right, as red is red, you could see green. Right. But if someone told you that's red and it's always red to you... Then that's how I... I because your eyes see it that way. I don't... I, it would be really interesting to step into somebody's eyes and see how different your world looks. Got a couple of radio videos. The first one is a family doing their traditional pumpkin carving. And the teen daughter uh, decides to put her head in the pump, pumpkin and it gets stuck. 
this. I mean, for a while. This is our pumpkin carving Ralph's family. <laughs> oh, I hate pumpkin to see carving parody 2016 commencement. Vivid. Yeah. Righteous! Tubular! Is this like a pigeon? Roger. This is literally a massive pumpkin. I like you gotta wait. I can like fit my head in it. I can't. Oh, man. She already carved the bottom out. Homemade. What do you carve the bottom out for? I've never done that. I don't think it's happening. She's got her head going in the pumpkin. Nose is now sliding through this hole. Go for it, sister. This is practice for your porn career someday. Yep. <laughs> you gotta wait. Oh, she's in. She's, she's in. A, she is now Ichabod Crane. Oh, please be careful. That's heavy. Holy crud. Oh, this is a Mormon family. Now, what's hilarious is she is panicking. Of course she is. And mom is playing off. This is what we do. All right, Rich. Yeah, you're not getting out of that. You're gonna shove your nose bone back into your brain. She hasn't panicked quite yet. It's about, it's four minutes oh, long. And you know what's really? Forward. Once she starts screaming a couple times, yeah. you can hear. You can breathe, Rachel, right? Yeah, I can breathe. Smell like pumpkin. Well, but you're using up your oxygen. Stop. Oh, that's mom. good advice, yeah. mom. Stop. Awesome. Stop. No, no, no. Stop breathing. Right open. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so horrible. Now I can do my stuff. You look like you're praying. What's great is, the, okay, oh, so that's, of course you look like you're praying. <laughs> now, now, still Get funny. Uh, oh, Dad's called it. Say we call the fire department. What? Yes. No. Oh, you don't want to wreck that pumpkin. That thing's huge. You've got a knife there. Yeah, I know. Well, that's, that's pretty easy to How just jab Help right Dad? Oh, I hate this family. I can't stand listening Where to this. Where does she start screaming? My yeah. Here. Let's get to the panic. Your head. She's already, well, you'd have to go back. That's enough. This family, yeah. they also love each other too much. And it cuts at 421. I guess she's got it out at 427. <laughs> so she's free? Yeah. Great. A Mormon family with a pumpkin daughter. Holy crud. Holy crud. And the one kid's rubbing her back. You love your sister too much. And it should have been met with uh, ridicule and laughter the entire time. But the family all cared about each other. No one needs to see that. That's ridiculously untrue. The final I say it's, video? I say it's fake. Okay. It's a viral family video. She could have gotten right out of it. This is the one that we've been oh. talking about. The wingsuit. Yes. And a guy crashes. This guy was from San Diego, and he was in the mountains of you said France. He was from the, uh, San Diego. Is this a wipeout? Uh, it's a wipeout. Does he die? Am I going to watch this guy die? Survives. Okay, good. Fractured scapula, oh, oh, fractured clavicle, three broken ribs, and a bunch of other injuries. That's a rough but mountain. he's in the slower. Alps in France. Pick it up. Oh, he's going to skid to a stop on the rocks. Ow, he's ow, fine. Ow, ow. He hits a tree, and it's going 90 miles an hour. Oh. So he's in the alley. This is where we he's were talking pretty about. pretty good. Man, how, yeah, pretty oh, good. Well, this is not tell good. one of the trees is kind too, of center punched. Too foresty. Oh, this is no good at all. He's okay now. He's a, he goes above the tree lines here, oh, and then heads back in. His little shadow. Now it's dropping, dropping, the, the, the and boom oh, goes a dynamite. It's Christ the Redeemer shadows floating around out there. Well, that's the inherent risk of wingsuiting, so. The lovely Chamonix Mountains. I don't feel bad. Man, it looks great, but. <laughs> Yikes. That's part of it. Yeah, That's yeah, why you do it. The risk is that you'll you're defying the odds. 
Sometimes the odds win. Yikes. We don't have enough wingsuiting going on here. Be a really cool wingsuit mountain there, that Camelback. You get up to the center of that thing and wingsuit down towards Camelback Road I don't know on if the opposite side. Sure, it is. It's tall enough. Oh, absolutely, it is. Get it going, maybe. Sure, it is. You've got a nice gust of wind. You can make yeah, it as long get, as you want. You got the thermals there, right? Yeah, you We're got the wind hot. that comes up. Yeah. You'd float right off the top of that. You jump right down off that part. Wing. Great stuff. I'd like to see it, but we never do. You can wingsuit off anything. Drop down onto that hill. Imagine he made oh. a wrong turn on the wingsuit. That's what probably happened to that guy. He went off the path. What, you end up in Chuck's house? <laughs> <laughs> Land in somebody's pool. That's not so bad. Ah, wingsuiting. I like it because if you crash, the videos are great, and that's why you guys do that. I still think you're crazy. You follow the tree line, yeah. and it should be an open field once you do it. Ugh. Miserable. Took a wrong turn. Uh, it's 8 o'clock. There you go. That, my friends, is your Brady Report. E. No, I think he just lost air there because they tell you that. you got to ride yeah, the yeah. thermals, right? Well, you can. When you don't have it, you if you're going fast enough, you tree. create your own air. Like a kite. But you can also go yeah. one direction or the other, and you're supposed to say, keep either pull up, ride pull up. or... Yeah. Either way, I'm never going to do that. You wouldn't do that? No. No. If there was no danger of hitting There's the always danger. It's no danger. Jumping off a mountain Zero percent. is always dangerous. Right, zero yeah. percent chance. No chance you'll hit a tree. Well, there's still the landing in the rocks and the other parts of the mountain. That just seems, that's too dangerous. I tip my cap to those who do it, but I don't really feel bad when the video goes south because that's really why we watch you. I don't really watch wingsuiters for success. Very rarely does the Bradio video include, hey, here's seven guys who did successful wingsuit landings. Nobody ever cares about that video. We only watch the crashes. Uh, Eric's out there this morning. He's at the Four Sun Chevron on Rancho Santa Fe Boulevard, which is Dicer Road just north of the I-10. Young man is trying to get you guys tickets to Las Vegas, Nevada. Two tickets to any concert you want to go to, and we'll cover the hotel and all that other stuff. Our friends over there at Brisk Mate, a delicious tea. The mango one is fantastic. Helping us out getting you guys to Vegas on the weekend of your choosing. Pick a concert. We'll give you tickets to that. Hotel, airfare, and 500 bucks to go blow on some blackjack table. Easy enough. It's up to you to get down there. So go over and see Eric. He's on Rancho Santa Fe, Dysert, just north of the I-10. That was your Brady Report, brought to you by Juby. Try Juby.com. 98KUPD, it's Ozzy right there. The blizzard is upon you. And, uh, man, we're getting all set up for tonight. The Big Red Night of the Dead. We've got it sitting out there. Eric has your last chance tickets to the Big Red Night of the Dead tonight at Talking Stick Resort. Uh, it's going to be a good show. Shinedown's going to be there. Uh, 6 a.m. will be there. Our friends from Five Finger Death Punch will close down the evening. Good show all the way around. Great rock show. Top to bottom. And Eric's got uh, some floor passes for you right there last second. And he's out there this morning. He's giving away a ton of stuff. Four Sun Chevron on Dysart Road just north of the I-10. Eric, are you with us? I am here, Johnny. Yeah, I got these uh, floor tickets. They're kind of burning a hole in my pocket. I want to get rid yeah. of them. Yeah, do so- it. Come on down and try to win them. you got to answer my incredibly difficult trivia. What is it? Which, I don't know. Name like five five-finger death punch songs. Oh, geez. All right. You got yeah. one of those. It's pretty tough. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's what It's the... actually multiple people have failed. So. Sure they have. <laughs> oh, you got to stump them right then and there, and they can't use their phones, so they got to memorize in the car if that's the one you're going to go with. And who knows? You might get stumped with another question. Yeah, I'd 
probably switch it up at this point, I would think. All right, because you've been bashing people. All right, there you go. Well, either way, <laughs> it's out there to be won, and before you leave this morning at 9 o'clock, they will be won. Uh, that's how that works. So it could be you. Why not go out to Dysart Road just north of the I- uh, Rancho Santa Fe Boulevard, I-10 Dysart Road. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Come on down. Uh, also, we got the Brisk Mate folks over here with us giving out samples of their energizing iced tea, which is so delicious. Try it out. Mango, dragon fruit, and cherry. Also, you can sign up for that trip to Vegas. We are giving it away. We're going to combine all the entries from the last few weeks. Also, we got some online entries as well. We'll draw. Somebody's going to win a trip to Vegas. Any concert you want to go to, anything you choose, you can go to that show with your guest. Also, airfare, hotel, 500 bucks. So this is your last chance to sign up. So if you want to sign up, get on down here to Dysart and I-10, Poor Sun Chevron. I got those big red night of the dead tickets. So one uh, one more uh, pass for Fear Farm. So if you want to go to Fear Farm, I still have one left. Uh, that's about it. We're hanging out. Poor Sun Chevron, Dysart, and the I-10 here till about 9 o'clock, boys. Gosh darn simple. All right, Eric, we'll talk to you later. Another uh, yeah, 45 minutes and he's out of there. So hurry up and get your trip to Vegas. That's how I look at it. All right, we'll talk to you later. Right. There you go, uh, Eric, out there all morning, handing out free things like crazy because we love you, and that's how we do things via love. Uh, we got some stuff. Maybe, do we have any more of the Five Finger Death Punch in there? We're out of them. We're completely dry on that, huh? Bone dry. You want to steal some? Let me go see. See if we got any to steal. Uh, we'll try to get some more. We'll see if we can dig around and get some last-minute passes and give them to you guys uh, in just moments. What's left? And we're also working still. I've got my phone just exploding. This is the very first time in 16 years here that I've scrambled for a guest. Normally, I'm like, nah, don't care. But this would be kind of cool. Donald Trump Jr.'s in town. we got a couple buddies back and forth who are like, yeah, send them over this way, send it over that way. So uh, Donald Trump Jr. might be able to pop in the studio. It'll be interesting to chat with him. Love him, hate him. Otherwise, you kind of want to know what they've got to say. And uh, I would love to have Donald on, uh, Donald Jr. He was on the show once a long time ago. Said something that resonated with me, like, brilliantly. It made his dad look incredibly humble and uh, smart. His dad had uh, run into all the bankruptcies in Atlantic City and went firestorm upside down Atlantic City. And his uh, son, Don Jr., and him were walking down uh, Broadway in uh, New York and saw a homeless man. And Don Jr. said something disparaging towards the homeless man. And Donald Trump Sr. grabbed him and said, hey, that guy's worth exactly $1 billion more than your father right now. There's no reason to make fun of anybody. And he looked at him. He realized that his dad had gone backwards because he was digging himself out of real estate that had fallen apart. And he did it. And it was kind of one of those moments where you're like, man. And that's when uh, they were promoting The Apprentice. Now that he wants to be president, it sounds a little different. But he's kind of an interesting guy. Donald Trump Jr. is uh, hes more uh, stately. Statesman-like, I should say, than his father. I would love to talk to him, and the questions that I have are immediately like, all right, what drives you most nuts about your dad? Uh, you know, like, what did he do as a kid that makes you, would be, you should be embarrassed of him? Nothing. And does it bother you? Well, because then, well, then we'll know the whole campaign's yeah. a farce, because it, he's, 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 you can't ask anybody about their father and say, what's the one thing used to embarrass you about your dad all the time? What's, you know, well... well Probably the one time he grabbed my second grade teacher by the puss and pulled her towards him and went at her like a bitch. <laughs> that would be a great answer, but we'll see. Uh, so hopefully we get that. I got a phone that's just blowing up and trying to get it back and forth and arrange it. So we'll see if we can get him in here uh, this morning. Sometime before we leave, that'd be pretty cool. In the meantime, uh, hand out all sorts of free stuff to you. We'll tell you how you can win next. It's 98KUPD. 
yes, it is Papa Roach right there. Last resort, and uh, it is a Thursday morning, 834, and we've got, we're, we're limited on things to hand out, but we're going to give you guys tickets to go see uh, Alex Raimundo. we got loads of that. As the concert season has uh, been this week, we've loaded up, uh, launched everything, and uh, just blasted out all of our tickets for an amazing week of shows here in the Valley. Seven Dust and uh, Pretty Reckless and Good Avatar, Lord, Avatar and- Ghost. The list went on and on and on, and then tonight it kind of culminates into this big monster show, Big Red Night of the Dead with Five Finger Death Punch, Shine Down, 6 a.m. Loads of fun. And you can laugh at the Red Mexican. Yeah, you can take Alex Raimundo and get some laughs out of it. We'll give you tickets. If you can do one simple thing, and that is beat my dick. Dick Toledo is here right now. I've got a good one today. Uh-oh. I've got a good one. We will give you, uh, in a new twist I want to put on it, I'm going to run 30 seconds. Okay. You can miss as many as you want. It's however many you get right in 30 seconds is the bar you set. Okay. Beat My Dick is a 30-second run today. I'll name off the item. I won't tell you yet because then you guys can cheat. But it's basically I tell you something, you give me the answer to it. However many you get right in 30 seconds will be the bar set. If you beat my dick, you get tickets. It's just that easy. Then I'll describe it. And then Brady will old man word avalanche it to death. That was a very fantastic. popular game, by the oh, way. Oh, it's yesterday. a very popular game. The word avalanche was fantastic. Uh, so we'll get that together. And uh, if you want to play, 602-260-9800. And you can get involved in beating my dick. Glorious. And don't forget, while you beat my dick, you can uh, head on out to Eric and get some free stuff. He's going to be out there for just a little while longer with our friends from Brisk Mate Tea. Four Sun Chevron, Dysart Road, just north of the I-10. He's got your last chance Big Red Night of the Dead tickets. I mean, last chance on the floor to see the big show tonight 6 a.m. is a great band live shine does a great band live what do you got maybe trump oh no kidding and we're working on donald trump jr this could be breaking news we've been scrambling all morning to try to get donald trump jr that'd be pretty neat they scoot him on in that'd be pretty fun so uh if you want to go down there and see eric he's at rancho santa fe boulevard is it good it's a thumbs up for donald trump jr he's gonna make it up we'll see man this has been a real work in uh progress from the six this morning when i started making a couple of texts and getting a couple texts back and boom donnie jr might be joining us and i have to give credit to jim sharp over there at the ktar because we were going back and forth on it he goes i'll put in the word about he's, you he's guys. He's a good guy most of the time. Oh, I love Sharp. Sharp's a great guy. Unless he's talking about his Denver Broncos, which is just... Right. He's, he pretends to be a Cardinal fan, but I know deep down he's a Bronco fan. Uh, Eric's got Green Day tickets, Big Red Night of the Dead's last-minute tickets out for that as well. Uh, we're going to play Beat My Dick, and then very possibly talk to the uh, the Donald's son. Donald Trump Jr.'s in town. This one's legit, people. This isn't me doing some stupid voice. Hopefully the, the train will be in studio, actually. Maybe on the phone. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Uh, but we'll get that going in just moments. You want to play the game, 602-260-9800. You beat my dick, you get prizes galore. It's 98KUPD. All right, the good side is we'll get uh, the Trump in here uh, on the phone. Can't arrange him to actually be here, but Donald Jr. is going to join us on the phone in a little bit. Interesting to see the Trumpites come out of the world. Oh, my God, yeah. Our whole sales staff running up coming here to in? see if they can coming look. Coming in? We, had, one... a, we had a slight window to get him yeah. here, but it didn't happen. It was tight. But in the meantime, we have we have time for a round of beat my dick which I think Trump would be for. Uh, when the women play, it's called Grab My Pussy. <laughs> I'm all for it. Get Sticky Nicky back in here. Yeah, we'll get her in here. Uh, Steve is uh, going to be on there. Laura's going to be on there. We're not going to him yet. Okay. First, Toledo must set the bar. You have 30 right. seconds. Today's topic for Beat My Dick. Movie characters I will name. Okay. You tell me who played them. Okay. So I'll give you the character's name. 
You tell me. They're very famous characters in movie history. You tell me the person who played them. I know them. Brady will keep track of whether or not you get them right. Doesn't matter if you get them wrong. There's no penalty. It's just how many you get right in 30 seconds, okay? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Uh, Yes. 30 seconds from now, Toledo will begin. The bar. And that's all you got to do. So if you get five, the person has to get six, they win. Otherwise, it's all over. Here we go. Good luck, Toledo. Beat my dick. Starting now. Lando Calrissian. Uh, Billy D. Williams. Chuck Nolan. You went to the movie? Uh, uh, yes. Castaway. Right. Uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is right. Verbal Kent. That is uh, Usual Suspects. Oh, uh, Kevin uh, Spacey. Nice. Oda Mae Brown. Ghost. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Nice. John Malkovich. John Malkovich. Exactly. William Bill the Butcher Cuddy. Ah, uh, crap. Why am I... Pass. Ah. Uh, Tony Manero. Ah. All right, time is up. How many did he get, Brady? Five. Five is the bar that we have said. Five good. is the bar. I'll tell you who William the Bill, yeah, Bill the Butcher is in just moments. This... Locked yeah, locked up. good stuff. All right, let's go to the phones. We've got, uh, I do believe, on line one is Steve. Steve, are you, uh, oh, we got to get him. There you go. Steve, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, Steve, are you ready to beat my dick? I'm going to try. Then say it out loud. Why are you here, Steve? I'm here to beat your dick. All right, my dick put five on the board. All you have to do is get five answers correct in 30, six answers correct in 30 seconds. Okay, you think you can do this? Um, I'm going to try. Not my strong suit, the movie character. All right. Movie characters. I'll give it a shot. I'll help you out as best I can. Okay. Are you ready? All right. All right. Here here we go. Steve, try to beat my dick. Six is the number we're looking for. Here we go. Jeff Spicoli. Um, Sean Penn. Nice. Sam Witwicky. Um, what movie? Uh, Transformers. Um, um, jeez. Pass. Oh, Cold Trickle. Days of Thunder. Movie? Days of Thunder. Oh, um, um, short guy, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is right. George Bailey. Movie? Uh, a Wonderful Life. Pass. Ah! Ah! Got crushed yeah. on that. Crushed. You didn't do too bad. Yeah. You had too many, too many damn questions. All right, the line two is Laura. Laura, are you there? Yes, I am. Are you ready, Laura? You bet. Let's right. start beating dicks. That's what you, That's what I'm talking about. Laura wants to start beating dicks. 8.47 in the morning. She's beating the dicks all She's over the, the place. She's the we're looking for. All right, Laura, good luck to you. You got. You understand what we're doing. I give you the character name from the movie. You give me the actor who played him, right? Yeah, yes. All right, Dick, Dick put the bar at five. You have to beat my dick at six, okay? Here we go. Norman Bates. That was uh, Ben Fon. Okay, we'll go with Vince Vaughn. It was in the remake. Nice. John Bluto Blutarski. Oh, what movie? Uh, Animal House. Oh, that was, uh, what's his, oh, got the smart ass on heroin. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I, James Belushi. Incorrect. Oh, Mary Poppins. Oh, no. Yeah. I thought there was no incorrect or not. Oh, it is. It, no, there's all the, always incorrect. Mary Poppins. Uh, that was Julia. Ah! Oh, no. You be somebody else. Come on, fast. No, like a woman Sorry. arguing. Yeah, she's already arguing with the rules. There's nothing oh, I can do about it. She only had to get two and a half. Sorry about that. You're out, Laura. Who's on line three? We got? Line three is Ron. Ron, are you there? Yes. What are you here to do, Ron? Beat your dick. That's exactly right, Ron. Take us off speakerphone, Ron. Yeah, get off speakerphone, Ron. Immediately. Pick up a handheld. Be a man. 
You ready, Ron? Yes, I am. <laughs> What's going on over there, Ron? What do you got going he's on? A, he's in the crapper. I am. Ron, you're on a delay of some sort. I'm what are you doing? Your, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Ron, you can't win on a delay because you're going to be... Yeah, all right, there he's you already go. gone. He, already, right. he knows this. Let's try Angel. Time. Angel, are you there? No. All right, Angel. What are you here to do? Eat your dick. That's exactly right, Angel. All right, you understand what we're doing? I'll name the character. You tell yeah. me who played them in the famous movie. If you need the movie... You, easy ones? You can ask. You might get some easy ones. You get some tough ones, too. Five is the number. Five from the 90s. 30 seconds to get six right. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Start beating my dick right now. Willy Wonka. Oh, pass on that one. Pass on that one. Gordon Gecko from Wall Street. Never seen it. <laughs> Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver. Never, Never even heard of it. Never even heard of it. Carl Spackler from Caddyshack. Never heard of it. Never seen it. Vito Corleone. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's try um, John McClain from Die Hard. Uh, Nicely hey, done, man. Oh, oh, time is up. We got one right. It was a real exercise in futility with that guy right there. Try one blind. One blind. Okay, let's try. I'm not one. a movie guy. I don't know movies. I call up for you know just because. Hi there. Who's this? This is Josh. Josh, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we. What are you ready to do, Josh? Beat your dick. That's exactly right. Here we go, Josh. Good luck to you. I'll name him off. All right. You give me the answer. Six is the one we're looking for. Right, good luck. Start beating my dick right now. Tony Montagna. Um, Al Pacino. Al Pacino is correct. Norma Ray. Pass. Okay. Lloyd Dobler. Say anything. Anything. Um, I don't know. He said ah, anything. Inspector Jacques Cousteau. Oh, oh, man. One of the Expendables, Lee Christmas. Um, that was Jason Statham. Nope. Yeah. Annie Hall. Who was it? Oh, he did say yeah, Jason Statham. It was. Okay. Time. Oh, it was over anyway. You were getting killed. Uh, you weren't going to make it. All right. Toledo. Two. The dick cannot be destroyed. Dominant. Dominant at five. Longer. Girthier. <laughs> the big dick. You don't realize how hard it is to beat that thing. Three answers above everybody else. Plus, it's been calloused from all the beatings it's taken over here. Uh, William Build a Butcher, Cuddy. Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day, goddamn Lewis, with one of the greatest performances ever, Gangs of New York. Double DL. He's wrapping that meat for you right Uh, now. Take this home to your mother. Do I love that movie? Anyway, what are you going to do? Donald Trump Jr. is going to call us in just a little bit. Interesting. Send over your questions while we're waiting. If you want to fire over a few, I want you know. Maybe he'll play around. This is let's play beat my dick. Let's see if he can beat my dick. We'll start it off with beat my dick, and we'll see if he can name him off, and then we'll get into the real stuff. If you got questions for Donald Trump Jr., I will ask them. Facebook, uh, uh, Holmberg at ninety eight KUPD dot com. You can shoot him over there at my email, and uh, if you want to throw him on over, text nine seven nine three six. I don't care if you're serious or not. We'll throw a few out there. Uh, this campaign has not been. Uh, a completely serious endeavor in the first place. Very so clean. You, we're Very leaving it clean. to the people. Now, normally, I'd never let you ask the uh, guests questions, but this is a little bit different because you guys have a stake in the game here. So let's give that a try. Very interesting. Donald Trump Jr. is in town. He's going to speak at ASU, and we're going to have him on the phone next. It's 98KUPD. 
98 KUPD. We all of a sudden became sort of important here as uh, Donald Trump Jr. is going to make us one of his stops on today's media tour. And we're going to get him on the line here in just a little bit. And your questions are quite interesting, I'll have to say. To, to leave it up to you guys, it's quite interesting. But uh, Donald Trump Jr. is going to be on the phone in just a little bit. And people just want me to do the whole interview as Donald. I don't think I'll do that. won't last long. It would last a long time, Brady. Trust me. It would be great talk from two great people. We would have a wonderful chat. He would love it. I would love it. We're the Trumps. It's all good. But, yeah, Donald Trump Jr. is going to be here. Interesting times uh, we're in. And uh, Arizona is definitely in play for this whole thing. So we have to uh, pretend like this is a like you know, this is like a real election. Normally, Arizona is a foregone conclusion, and people will tell you your vote doesn't really count because it's going to go a certain way all the time. This is one of those deals. I'm not so sure that uh, this year's the same. That's why Hillary's all over your advertising, and Donald Jr.'s running around. So we're going to chat with him in just a little bit, and uh, have Donald Trump Jr. on. And again, any questions you guys might have. By all means, fire them over. Holmberg at 98kupd.com. You can text them over. There's some gems that are coming in. Oh, yeah. 97936 and also Facebook. You can get them in on that. We've got some good ones popping in here. So uh, I'm writing them down as they they show up, and uh, maybe uh, we'll get them in there, and I'll ask your questions. Like some of them, um, some of them I probably won't ask. For instance, like, uh, did your dad pass on his his uh, tricks of the trade as, it, as far as grabbing pussy is concerned? I'm probably not going to. The, an interesting uh, one. The but color sure. range of uh, the spectrum. Where on the spectrum, spectrum does yeah. uh, your father lie? Yeah, you know, the people who hate hate out loud. That's more. That's what I'm more curious about. We'll get into it. Donald Trump Jr. going to join us. Might be interesting. Who knows? It's 98 KUPD. That's coming up next. This group is crazy. You guys are nuts. These uh, <laughs> just coming through your emails is not easy for me because <laughs> you know me. You've known me for a long time. The desire to be a jackass almost always outweighs being a nice guy. But I have a rule on this show. Other than the uh, Johnny Midnight and the Ass, we don't invite people on the show to attack them. Johnny Midnight and the Ass will do that. We really don't have that rule. We got guys. Yeah. I have to thank Jim Sharp over there at KTAR. He's kind of the one that pushed this my direction. Because I asked him to help out. And he's like, absolutely. And he gave him the the goods and the numbers and said, this is the station you guys should uh, look at. Although he did have to tell them, he said, you're probably Trump-leaning audience. So you guys have that reputation now? Across the Valley is our 98 KUPD audience is a Trump-leaning audience. I don't know if that's true or not. I wonder what a poll would say. Yeah, because we're getting them both on, on both oh, no. sides. Oh, no. It's, I'm getting it's heavy one side, but but yeah. there are some, some from... Uh, Just for having leaders. him on, I got an email from a guy who said, you're having Donald Trump's son on. That makes you a Trump supporter. I won't listen today. <laughs> People are tweeting out in support of us. Donald Trump Jr. calling into HMS next. Not a joke, yeah, really. Not, a, not joke. a joke. Yeah. Not an impression. <laughs> the real deal. Not an impression. It's going to be the real thing. The boy's calling in because I told him he had to. Uh, it's really, it's kind of fascinating that this is a... Uh, you ever think of this, Brady? You ever think that would be a thing? That a presidential candidate's right-hand man would be using this not nightmare for a, no. some sort of a platform to get forward? I think it's kind of neat. I think it's really neat, actually. And we've had him on before. He's it's, had. It's refreshing in one sense. Is it? How no. so? I don't think it's refreshing at all. It scares the, the hell out of me. I've always been the type of person that believes that the presidential campaign should be uh, all merit and less media. I mean, I'm more than willing to be part of it because it helps us. But at the same well, time, I think people are be... talking about how the other elections are held. Like in Canada, it's 11 weeks. Right. But I'm talking about stuff. The minute Bill Clinton went on Arsenio Hall and played that sax. That door broke down, and then it became TMZ presidential elections from there. Who does better on Carson 
then Leno, then Letterman, then Conan, and now it's everywhere. So it's it's however you perform on talk shows with stand-up comics, basically. You know, you got comedians interviewing you, and if you don't do well with them, it can really be damaging. So, or remember some of the platforms that they used to use before. You know, even before the Arsenio Hall, is the uh, the Dean Martin roasts that would always have a political figure in there. Yeah, but no, Ro- no candidate ever. Not, not well, he was, was a Lynn, but when Ron- he was the governor. Ronald Reagan yeah. was the governor, and that was basically an early. Yeah, but those roasts uh, were uh, those weren't for Ronald. He would never go on as that. No, but they'd be on there. Barry Goldwater was on there, and they would would always have a political figure. But when they used to do it, it was always something that was uh, uh, classier. Those candidates did not go up and roast hard. If it was Bob Hope and they were friends with Bob Hope, they go up a couple of their. Those roasts used to be a lot nicer. Oh, great press! But it was just basically a big dinner or fundraiser and things like that. Kind of like the. uh, the correspondence center. But what it's become now is, all right, you're going to do the talk show circuit. And even when you're president, now you're on talk shows. So you become a celebrity more than you become a statesman. And that's kind of where I think it's all falling apart and devolved into this weirdness. So now I'm getting a bunch of people saying, I'm a Trump man. Your audience is Trump support. Probably true. Yeah. I'll reword Kenneth Chance Nelson Pride's question of, does he have anything to say to that commie midget Eric that sits in there with you? I'll probably reword that question, but I do have a couple in that area. Uh, so any minute now, when we don't have a scheduled time, Donald Trump Jr. is going to be on with us uh, talking about uh, this wacky-ass campaign that's gone on, this nightmare that's ensued. So we'll have uh, the Donald Jr. on next. It's 98 KUPD. Took a little while, but it's good to be on the line. Any second now, it should be great. Should we play this? I mean, he's going to be standing behind his dad the whole time, right? Donald Trump Jr. is going to be joining us in just a moment. People are emailing saying, all right, Eric. I know it's good against everything you believe in, talking to a I Trump. Heard dirty commie, something. Yeah, dirty, filthy communist. Keep your mouth shut the during usual. this interview. And we'll do a Hillary if she decides to call up. We'll get Hillary or one of those on. I don't think you need to. She's in every commercial. I know. She's everywhere. <laughs> she is everywhere. <laughs> I guess Donald didn't have the money. Oh, Don, yeah, Donald, you know, he's well known for that, being a, you know, tight. He's frugal. But uh, Donald Trump Jr. has said it's been a scramble all morning, getting texts and everything lined up and ready to go. And there he sits. He's uh, going to call us up in a second here. And whoa, geez Louise, and get we it all together. We're giving the five minutes. Yeah, we got the five minute call about four and a half minutes ago. So he should be in line. In I don't a know second. if you play this for him. I mean, he's not sure. Gonna be... He's going to be standing behind him as they yeah. march into the imperial headquarters, I what? think they call it. After Does he get a gig or is he just got to take care of all Trump's businesses? He gets a gig. He's, he's there. On. All right, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Awesome. Very, well, we'll ask him that. Donald Trump Jr. is on the line. Uh, Mr. Trump, are you there? How's it going, guys? Good to be with you. Quite good. Good to be with you. Uh, welcome to our beautiful state, sir. It's great to be here. Now, great uh, to be here. Uh, you are you have a quite a task on your hands, my friend. We've had you on the phone before, and i got to start by saying, you said something to me that resonated with me years ago. You were uh, promoting The Apprentice. Uh-huh. And you said something about your father being in incredible trouble at the time financially because I believe Atlantic City had caved in. And you mm-hmm. walked by homeless a homeless man, and you said something to the homeless guy, and your dad reprimanded you and said, that guy's worth about a billion dollars more than I am. No, he was just talking. I mean, he was using it as an example. It was actually a story about my stepmother, but you have it pretty close. He was walking with uh, you know, my stepmother at the time walking by, and he, she goes, oh, it's terrible. Let's give the guy something. So we gave him some money and a... Uh, he goes, you know, just so you know, that guy's worth about $900 million more than I am right now. And uh, she didn't quite, you know, get it, but he basically went on to say, well, assume he's worth zero, 
Right now, he's worth about nine hundred <laughs> right. million more than me. Isn't it amazing? Uh, but it was sort of a great story of perseverance. I mean, that's the, that's my father. You know, he doesn't stop. He doesn't give up. He doesn't quit. Uh, no. He doesn't take the easy way out. He fights, and that's what he's going to do for the people of this country. But that story to me resonated because at the time, and even today, when you tell it again, there's a humility and a, and a humble nature to that that we have not seen in a year and a half. And I don't know why that is. I it, maybe you can help out. Talk to me as a voter. Yeah. Because I'm a guy who looks at this entire circus and says, how can I vote for either of these people? This is an embarrassment. And I'm well, not listen, I, I, Again, I, you know, I, I get that. But, I, you know, I think there, there's a time and a place for everything. And, I mean, when, when you have them around a dinner table, when you see them as a family guy, when you see them as a father, you know, I, I mean, I, the greatest compliments I feel like I've, we've gotten so much is, hey, you say what you want about Trump, but his kids are okay. And, well, you know, listen, as a father of five myself, I say the parents have to do a lot of work. I have to be pretty good people to get the kids to turn out that way. Um, you know, so – you know, there is also a time, though, where you have issues and we have serious issues. and You have to actually talk about those issues. You can't just you know, make everything a joke and these kind of things. I mean, I think people certainly see my father's sense of humor. They see that side come out. I mean, it's certainly self-deprecating you know, at, at times. And so I think you can see the humility, but he also, you know, sort of the old uh, walk softly but carry a big stick. Yeah. You know, there does come a time where you actually have to have these real conversations, and you see that. Uh, you know, he's the only guy that even from the primaries is like, hey, we got to talk about real issues. Let's talk about the issue of immigration. No one wants to talk about it. It's a problem. We all realize it's a problem. It's, you know, but no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to hit these things head on. And so I think that's the difference between my father and the average politician is he's willing to engage. He's willing to have the tough arguments. Right. I mean, he'll put himself you know, on with every reporter and every media outlet, even the ones that hate him, even the ones that are going to kill him. He, you know, he knows it's coming. Right. Uh, but he's willing to engage, and I think we have to be open to those kind of conversations today. I think that's what makes him unique. And I think we can all agree that both parties, both sides in D.C., have really failed us miserably. You know, Completely. they beat their chest and they stomp really loud and stuff like that. But when it comes time, you know, they fold. They do whatever their special interests want. So I think we have a unique opportunity to do something different here, to have someone in there who's going to just shake up that system that has failed people across the aisle. I love the idea of that. But then we get into something called the wall that I think is such a is an impossibility that I feel like you're going to have to cave on that. You know, I, I, I don't know. When you, when you look at what's happened to this country, when you look at these things, I mean, I, I think we do have to control you know, our, our immigration coming into this. I think we have to worry about taking care of American problems before we do end up taking care of the rest of the world. And, you know, we, we can't just accept everyone that comes in here. That's not to say we're against immigration. My mother's an immigrant. Yeah. You know, my father's mother's an immigrant. Uh, but it has to be done right. I mean, if you go to Harvard and you're from a foreign country, we throw you out, you know, even though you could maybe create jobs, you could do this. You know, some of the best people in the world, we train them, we educate them here, the greatest institutions for that in the world. But, you know, then you get done and maybe you want to stay, you want to add value and you're thrown out quickly. Whereas someone who comes across a border, does it illegally, may likely be on the system for their entire lives. We just say, congratulations, here's Obamacare. Here's yeah. You know, our, it's not like, you know, our kids are getting good educations, right? Well, we're number, what, 28 or 30 behind a long list of third world countries. Like, you know, we do have to take care of ourselves first. Yeah. I mean, it's the, I use the analogy of, you know, every time you get on a plane, if the plane's going down, make sure to put on your mask before those around you, right? <laughs> right. You know, why, why should that be any different you know, in this case? Yeah. And I don't think you get much argument with that, but I think you do get the argument when you start talking about building a giant wall that, that just can't possibly be feasible. I, I understand the, the concept. I, I, you know, listen, I, hey, I said it in my RNC speech. You know, my father, every, every time someone told him something's impossible, he's gone and, he's gone and done it and proven them wrong. Uh, you know, But has it ever been at the detriment of, of the other people who have to foot the bill for it? No, I don't think so. I mean, listen, I mean, when you look at our trade deficits with Mexico, when you look at the issues that are created across the country with the amount of drugs coming in here and the, you know, the, everything that's happening, I mean, that's terrorizing people across the country. That's not just in areas on the border sure. states. I mean, 
New Hampshire has got one of the biggest opioid problems, and that's all coming across the border. You know what? There's costs associated with that. You know, so all of these things, when you look at a 50, what is it, $56 billion trade deficit with Mexico on an annual basis, if the wall costs $10 billion, you know, guess what? Uh, you know, preventing some of these things from coming over illegal, all of those issues, you know, these things start to make sense after a while. That's what my wife um, says about buying jeans. She says that when it's on sale, she saved me $46. Oh, God, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think we, we, we can all be guilty of that sometimes. Yeah, I don't like that Everything like has that a argument. price at which it should be bought, right? right? Now, how in the world uh, – you've been, you've been part of this now for a while. Why in, in, in any sort of sane, rational human being's mind – would this process appeal to anyone? Why in the world would you guys want to be involved in this at all? You know what? It, 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 it's hard, actually. You know, and I, I've struggled with that myself. I mean, cause I've been out there, you know, for the last year pretty actively, and certainly for the last three, four months, you know, almost on a daily basis. And it's it's difficult. But you know, what it is, honestly, it's that look of hope in someone's eyes. You know, people who've been let down by their politicians that see a chance, they see someone who can get in there, who has the guts to break up the system, who has the guts to be a contrarian, who has the guts to be a disruptor. You see that look of hope in their eyes that's been diminished, that, you know, their chance to have a voice again uh, for the first time in decades. Uh, you know, it used to be government of the people, by the people, for the people. Now it's yeah. of the elite, by the elite, for the elite. We've seen that, whether it's, you know, we knew it was happening all along, but now it's literally yeah. there in writing with the WikiLeaks stuff. With and the you guys case. are the elite, though. We're not when it comes to this. Listen, hey, I think one of the biggest endorsements we can have is that everyone in the media, everyone in the elite of the politicians, you know, at least 95 percent of them, right. most of Wall Street, all the people that have taken advantage of these things, they're all against my father. I mean, I think that should say something, you know, that the brash billionaire from New York is the voice of the people and that all of those people that gave us this mess. Yeah. They created this mess and have no way of fixing it. We all know that. It, you know, what's the difference between these promises and the ones before them from the typical political class? None of them have done it. None of them created a job in their lives. You know, they talk about it like it's this great magical unicorn that they can summons at will. Hey, why haven't they done it before? Yeah, but, but you're running as but you why guys are running as one of them, Donald. Yeah, I, that that's true. what I don't get. Why not run as an independent? Because now you've conceded to the Republicans and doing true. everything. Well, I, don't know, I don't know that we have. I mean, listen, when, when a lot of the Republican elites, you know, they're, they're not exactly for us because they see that my father could still break up the system that has made them very wealthy, too. You know, that's a partisan problem. You know, when, when the elites of both sides are against you, you're probably doing something right because they fear that the system that they've managed to create, Is the problems wrong. that they've managed to create, all the people that have gotten really rich of it, you know, they fear that he can shake that up even for them. That's yeah. why it's a partisan problem. Now what is? What do you think Donald Trump Jr. is on line with? What do you think, uh, as you uh, run around the country, has been uh, – this has not been easy for the Trump family, and people can sit no, and go, no. good, but what is the hardest thing that's happened uh, to you and the family watching this that makes you just say, I want out? Has there been you know, a Nothing wants out. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Even my father said, hey, whatever it is for the business, whatever it may be for all of these things, there's nothing more important than the country. So he's going to do that. I mean, you, you, listen, he's not naive. He knows what ha what's going to happen. Certainly when you go up against arguably the most corrupt candidate in the history of U.S. politics with the machine behind it and all of this stuff in the history and decades of corruption. And, you know, we're reading about more and more every day. But, you know, we know what we're up against. We knew what we were up against from day one. But you know, it, it was about doing the right thing for the American people because, yeah. you know, honestly, guys, you know this. He doesn't need this job. No. He knows what comes with it. He doesn't need it. But he wants to give everyone in this cop, uh, country, everyone, all ethnicities, all backgrounds, everyone, the same opportunities that he was able to have to start a great family, to yeah. start a great business, to not have government regulating every aspect of your life from Washington, D.C., when they've never done it themselves. You know, he knows that he can do that, and he wants to do that and give back to this country that way because he's a patriot. He loves what this country stands for. What do you think the worst thing that's been said about your dad is? Well, honestly, you know, what's amazing for me is, you know, seeing some of this stuff over the last, you know, two weeks that comes out. You know, my dad's been in the public light for 40 years. 
Now, this is not like he's actually been hidden. You, you, you've spoken to me yourself years ago, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, with 20 days left, all of these people miraculously come out of the woods. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. I was like, the American people aren't that naive. But that's the machine that you're up against. You know what I mean? It, it, you, you, know, you, you look at the stuff that they have in writing. You, if our kids, if my kid, if people in the military, if they did a tenth, of the stuff that Hillary Clinton did right now, they'd be sitting in a prison, sure. just like you know the four-star general is going to be sent to jail because uh, he sent an unsecure email. Just like the Marines I read about every day that send an email on a private server about something that they're going to do. You know why? Why is there a different standard? Why is there a different standard just because you're the political elite? But that's the system that everyone's rallying against, and that's why we're going to do so well. Yeah. Do you think win or lose, this has helped uh, the Trump brand? You know, I, again, I, I think it's bigger than that. I don't, I don't think it matters as it relates to this. But it won't be. If you, if you lose, it won't be. No, we, we have, listen, we have incredible assets. Cause we're, we go back to doing what we've always done, which is create jobs, uh, build things. Uh, you know, So I, I'm not worried about it. But, again, even from day one, even if there is a detrimental effect, that's, it, it's not about that. It's about fixing this country and getting it on the right track again. Do it you only lasts so long. Do you have aspirations to do this later? You know, I, I don't know. It'd be an honor. Uh, it'd be an honor. I think I need but a couple years off after insane. this. But you got to be insane. You've got your, your ego has to be <laughs> so incredibly out of control to want to jump into this. And I, and I actually well, it, I admire you know, it, but you've got to be it's nuts. It's not so much about ego. It wouldn't be for me. I mean, it, it would be about being able to you know give back in some way. And if I could do that, uh, you know, and, and not have to be a person that's beholden to special interests. Who's not, sure. you know, that's what it is. I mean, the people who are voting for our opponent, if they're voting for Hillary, well, which policy are they voting for? Are they voting for her public policy or her private policy? Because yeah. they're two different things. I don't know, but I have a feeling Based on the history and based on the fact that the Clintons are worth $250 million, I would say follow the money. You well, know, vote the, with where the money is. Uh, you know, we, we don't have that same – my father's not – You know, this is not how he's getting rich. I mean he's done that. Uh, he's doing this very selflessly. So what's the ulterior motive here? Yeah, what, what, ends, what ends for you? Uh, honestly, he, he wants to give back to the country that's been good to him and it's allowed him to do amazing things. But yeah. you've been he, in he the political system it. donating to politics – donating to Hillary yeah. Clinton in the, or Bill Clinton in the past. I mean obviously you have a stake in the game. What there's got to be a reason behind it. No, listen. There, 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 there's no upside to you know being a you know a company and saying, hey, I'm going to jump into the political spectrum and I'm going to immediately ostracize. Let's call it 50 percent of the people. Yeah. There, there, there isn't. His only thing is to do this for the people because he thinks he can get it done. He's seen how the sausage is made. He's you know he's right. watched it for years. He sees it. You know, look at the stuff. I mean, people in Haiti, they're saying, where are the 10 billion dollars that the Clinton found? I mean, and you're reading about it more and more every day. I mean. These guys are using their influence. They're selling out America. They're using it to get their friends and themselves rich. It's got to stop. You know, it, hey, you know, we can take care of other countries and well. We can take care of a lot of problems, but let's take care of ourselves first. Let's fix the stuff in America before we start doing it. And that's what this is about. It's, he doesn't need a pedal influence. They're that's all these us, other people have created. Donald Jr., they're asking us to wrap it up. I got one uh, question. Our whole entire audience is asking me, and this is weird, but it is what I've gotten more than anything else. Is weed going to be legal? If Donald Trump is president of the United States, Le leaving it up to the states, you know, <laughs> the federal government doesn't need to be in all aspects of your life. It's got to be up to the states. Totally agree. And finally, when's the last time you saw your father cry? It's been a while. Has it? Does he cry at movies? Is he an emotional guy? Like when you went to yeah. Bambi or something? Yeah, like yeah. That? No, yeah. Do you remember? No, he's not not an overly emotional guy that way. You know, it's a. Uh... Did you guys have the sex talk? <laughs> <laughs> we had that so earlier this that week. Off the record. You know, I've seen every time I have a conversation like this, it comes back to haunt me. Yeah, that's true. That's probably a good it? point, yeah, because it would be interesting to hear. And finally, I want you to grade my impression of your father. Let's hear it. Are you ready? Donald Jr., I need you to get in your room immediately, clean up all that money on the floor, and get it to your father right now, because right now I need that money more than ever.
Reasonably solid. I'll give it a I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a seven with an average dismount. You're crazy. It's absolutely perfect. It's a ten. You know it. I've heard from a lot of people. They know too. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> All right, Donald Jr. We appreciate you taking the time to do this this morning, and, Thanks, uh, and uh, it's uh, awesome having you here in Arizona. And hopefully the circus ends soon. And uh, best wishes to you. Thank you very much, right, guys. Appreciate you it. Thanks for your time. There you go, everybody. Well, Donald Trump Jr. He, uh, uh, he about iced it for me when he talked about making sausage. Yeah, I, I heard the sausage got, line, got, and I knew uh, Brady was there. Yeah, it's all yeah. over, game I'd, over. Oh, man, it's I just hard have to a, talk to politicians. They I, just keep going. I know? just have a hard time thinking they're fighting for the every guy that out there. That is a tough thing to <laughs> yeah. hear. And yeah. then you try to say you're the elite, and they're like, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're fighting for you and all the people. I just... And, and those are those things. Like, I'll get emails now from people. Are, you didn't crush him on this. Or, you know, and that wasn't my job. And my, I think the same thing. Hillary, too. Yeah, She's too. not fighting for us. No. My job Neither is to them let are. them talk. And that's how he I, did. I feel. He, and he did. He and did. I, I actually like him better than both of them. I like him, but I yeah. just don't believe Yeah, but I don't believe that he's anymore. got our best interest. Yeah. It's interesting. They, they, they want to win the presidency for but a reason, it, just it like still Hillary. still makes you step back and say, okay, that's crazy. And what, what is in it for them? You know, I know you can yeah, say, well, well he's not going to come out and tell it's you. It's not really building. Loosen regulations. It helps Donald's businesses. It can. He's a real estate it mogul. Sure. It helps on both sides. Both every, and That's the thing I don't understand when you've, and that's what I'm saying. You've got to have such either a massive ego or uh, to, to tell me that there's no benefit for you. Your but ego must be the only thing. So that are, why is yeah. he donate so much? Why is he donated so much money to politicians? I don't know. In his entire lifetime, because there's a reason to further his business. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why he and that the is not. Uh, I don't see that necessarily as a negative thing. Um. Because owning, well, yeah, owning a business. <laughs> yeah. What kind I don't of a hear, conflict of interest but, there a little bit. But owning another business, I don't hear much out of. Um, so if you run for president and then you say. Uh, uh, porkopolises will be all over the. Right. You you can do some kind of regulation where there's porkopolises all over the there's country. There's benefit to it. Yeah, sure. No that's sure. There's you know, those benefits. To and maybe it, that's sure. just our cynical nature, constantly. It's hard to believe politicians to sit and, back and say you're not telling you're not for me. But the biggest point I think that hit home for me is stirring it up to the point because right now the ones they're all talking the the way the system is right now and it's the same. Uh, problems, issues, and nothing ever happens. Yeah. Well, they never and, want to change our, the system. They never want to go in there and actually that's fix increased. it. Term limits and stuff like that. They may say it, but then when they get right. in there, they're a not guy, doing a guy it. who said uh, he said, "Man, I listened to that. He actually answered your questions well. He didn't seem afraid. He's very well spoken. It's well a spoken. great interview." Yeah. Uh, uh, to Eric, we don't know. Yet where Donald's interests are, however, we do know your beloved Hillary stances. She's no. not with the people. Neither one of these. Hell yeah, Eric. Way to go. Stand up for Hillary. <laughs> okay, whatever. It always is going to go back to that. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah, it's just weird because you say, I, I don't, I, look, I'm in it with you guys. I'm one of the, I'm one of the you guys on this one. I'm kind of out there. You're thinking, the elite. Oh, no, I'm not yeah, the elite. Are. Well, they, the, Hillary says I am, and that's why I don't like her. She puts a certain price on you that basically says this is too much. And it's based on what she thinks is too much. If I lived in Manhattan, I would be a very average man. It, I wouldn't make it too well. So you start looking at this this just straight across the line. This is what rich is. This is. And it's all dependent on where you are. I just I want to listen to him because I'm in the same boat. I don't want to vote for either of these people. But I want somebody to say something that makes sense of this. And that guy, I've heard him speak a couple of times. And I actually may not agree with everything, but he's statesman. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that, but it's the same. But sure it you got to listen to what it, he's saying. It's sure, the I same do. stuff we do always I would heard. like to I hear do. a lot of what he's saying 
out of his dad. The, the well, stuff well, that, then it's the, well, it's but the, the same. stuff that he's, he says it better in a way. Yeah, he does do it better. <laughs> yeah, this is why I love this, this. I get an email. Great interview, John. You showed a lot of respect. And that's what I was looking for. Didn't make it a joke. Unfortunately, that Hillary-loving Obama sack-sucking communist that sits next to you couldn't, had to put his two cents in. I couldn't imagine how much he'd be fawning over Hillary if she was on the air. Well, we can find out. Hey, I'd ask her the same She's question. What's your us. ulterior motive? Because yeah. you're not running just to be pre- just for the people. Give me, don't no, give me that no. garbage. And that's that's garbage that we hear on both sides. I sounds sounds beautiful. You're and right. Flowery, I guess I I dismiss that even. I don't even hear it anymore. It's just candy to my you're so ears. used like, to it. Yeah. Whatever. That, that's something you have to say. It's almost like when people say, hello, how are you? It's just a greeting at this point. It's like, I don't even, how, how are you doesn't mean anything. It's a reflexive response. How does that. it make any sense to put yourself through this scrutiny no and torture? And, and when there's an end goal. And when you ask people, my mom. Well, you get to see the United States, oh, man. Oh, yeah, it's great. This I, is a crazy thing. just look thing. into people's eyes and you can see. One of hope. my mom's best friends growing up years ago was named Heather Harder. And Heather ran for president. As a eighth party candidate in '96 or '92, I don't remember. She came to our house and stayed at our house for a couple of days, and she was she made a little noise in this independent thing. She wasn't going crazy nationally, but started to get a little push, and she stayed at our house. And I just kept asking her, like Heather, she's such a sensible woman, incredibly smart, very poised, incredibly good at all of her positions. I said, why would you put yourself through this? Because every story she told about how when she'd bump up against Democrats or Republicans, they'd be like, you can be on our team if you want, but we're going to put you in this class. You're going to sit and you're going to learn how to do this. And you're going to learn who to talk to and who's going to pay for this. And, and you're going to get extra money from us based on how you play this game. And she would talk about that. And I'm like, why would you put yourself in that? And, she, and then it and then it dawned on me. Oh, she's crazy. She had angels talking to her. All this normalcy, all this insane uh, side stuff didn't seem to exist in her until you said, why do you want to do this? And it was because she had been told by ethereal beings that it was her to right to be president. And then you start wondering, is it with the, all of them that they have this delusion of grandeur that something's telling? Because my friend, Kurt, tried to cut his head off when voices in his head said he wow. was the most important part of the United States or the uh, yeah, world. There's, there's certain but that's an illness. But, well, look at sure. Donald and Hillary. The people have been kissing their ass yes. for uh, their entire lives. But it creates so an it illness. it creates a God complex. That's a complete yep. illness. When you go to a psychiatrist and say, I have voices telling me I need to run the world, the first thing they say is these delusions usually are schizophrenia. And usually can be uh, you're you're sick, so I, I always wonder well, why no one will answer that question. Does a, to a lot of absolutely, people. absolutely, I mean, it does. It, it, sport, yeah, figures. But I'm know, not talking about. That's why it came athletes. out like Brad Pitt and Angelina when they broke up. Like Brad Pitt won't know how to operate right without yeah. can't, can't uh, everyday milk. stuff. <laughs> yeah, just but normal beyond stuff. that, to one that's even just being a movie star. To say in your head, I can control the earth. I can be the most powerful man on the planet, and I'm qualified. It's the same drive between. I want to be the the best Crazy. entertainer in the world. I want to, you know. But it isn't. It's a drive. It it's isn't. a power. You get the power. To say yeah. I can control the planet? I is, don't know. Is a, is a leap way far ahead of I can be the best actor in the world. I can control the planet is what you have to believe to want that job. And no one ever answers that question to my satisfaction, ever. Why do you want to do this? Well, to help the people. Because that's the easy that's, answer. I you know, to, but to you, be the most powerful not, man. In if the they world. tell you the real that's answer, crazy. Yeah, yeah. If they tell you the real answer, then yeah. nobody will vote. Then you'd for them. sound You'll, crazy because when my mom's yeah. friend Heather answered that honestly in what she truly believed, whoops, Heather's insane. But it's probably the most honest anybody's ever been with me on that question. Anyway, Donald Trump Jr. was on that. Pretty interesting.
in this insane, insane world that we're living in right now. He's actually a guy I could listen to, disagree with, and I think you'd get the, uh, the proper respect both directions. That was kind of fun. Look at this little nonsense show of farts and silly noises. And then a guy says, John, I don't give a crap about either candidate. I'm fully invested on that entire conversation. Did a great job. You rock, Holmberg. By the way, unless he calls back and says that impersonation is a 10 out of 10, I'm voting for Hillary. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Jerry, you're right. Yeah, he didn't give you a very good... 7 out of 10 is good. That's a C, man. Well, it's yeah. his father. He can't he He's can't too close to him. He's too close to him. Sure he can. He could have, but you know what? He builds walls emotionally. We all do. Because it's right on the money, and there's no doubt about it. If I'd have said Rosie O'Donnell's vagina smells like sweat socks, it's a 10 out of 10. I don't think he liked you saying he had money all over his floor. Yeah, yeah that might have, it might have been the content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I just assumed Donald Jr.'s room, when it got messy, was just him laying money all over. Could you imagine the toys he had? Unbelievable. Oh, what a bastard. Donald, I just tripped over your helicopter. You left it in the middle of the foyer. Can you imagine the toys he didn't have? You can't. He had them all. Yeah, yeah the toy he didn't have is I the one. I thought kid had them all. The one his dad is trying to get right now, which is Earth. Anyway, fascinating stuff. And this little fart show just became kind of a political stop. How about them apples? And now let's hear from Hillary Clinton. <laughs> We're the taking in- over the world, Chelsea. John Toledo. The invite's out there. Let's see if we. Yeah, we'll get Chelsea. Absolutely. Well, we only do the family members. Well, she was here last week. Yeah, yeah we can call her. She got telephone. She's probably trying to call. How about we get Roger? Roger uh, Clinton. Nobody's heard from him. I think he's dead. Is he? No, I think he's dead. I think Roger passed Let's away. Google that. I think he and Billy uh, Carter got into a wrestling match and they both passed away. <laughs> he's running a bar. Shepard Smith would know. We're not really. There you, know, you go. Don't have any answers dude. there. I just know that Florida's gonna die. <laughs> Uh, it's 9.54. There you go. That's the Donald Trump Jr. interview. Interesting. Who knows if it was good or not. I'm, that's not my foyer. Uh, forte, I should say. Foyer is in front of the house. It's 98KUPD. <laughs> I said it once as Donald Trump, and it's stuck in my head. 98KUPD right there. It's Chabelle. I love that song. Face to the floor. And uh, we'll get to the entertainment in a little bit. But don't forget, it is Wednesday. And because Donald Trump Jr. called us, uh, jumped in the way of our uh, football picks, which is all right. We'll put them up on the website. Uh, the Hooters girl has uh, got trounced last week. What is the bet? What does she have to wear? If we, if she beats what? us, we have to put on the Nothing. Hooters outfit. Yeah, yeah, she has to come here and parade around without a Hooters outfit on. Uh, okay, deal. <laughs> All right, Allie Miller, right now yeah. for a week. Get Allie and Alex uh, on this deal, and uh, that is the deal for one week. She has to serve us wings nude, and I will be here for that. Uh, Hooters helps us out every week. And go to ninety-eightkupd.com. Hooters. Which, by the way, is your headquarters for all things football. Good place to go watch the games. Uh, check your picks against us and the Hooters pigskin princess, Alex. Very pretty. Sweet girl. She's very nice. Uh, 98kupd.com backslash picks. And, of course, put in your <laughs> put in your phone for next Wednesday. This awesome special we're supposed to read on Thursdays. Catch all the football action at Hooters. And be sure to get Hooters every Wednesday. Brady, that's yesterday or next Wednesday. For all you can eat wings, twelve ninety nine. Thirteen bucks for all you can eat wings. Thanks for reminding me again. I know. Now put it in your phone and remind yourself. They'll be serving up platters of their signature wings all day, Wednesdays, twelve ninety nine. Uh there you go. That is for Hooters. So thank you. Go on the website and check out our picks and uh, maybe get uh, some tickets to a uh, super game. Who's who's the next one we got coming to town? I believe the next tickets home we game. have are for the eighteenth of December against the Saints. Oh so geez, we'll be giving we Saints. Have, we have away. some Patchwork of tickets going. Oh, they're going those back. Those are the next for, ones. Okay, next ones we get are the Saints games. So there you go. We'll give those away. Thank you, Hooters, 
for all your help there. Brady, for crying out loud, it's 10.06. Entertain us and let's get out of here. We had a celebrity death. Actor Michael Massey. 61 years old. He was the actor that killed oh, Bruce Lee. Oh, sons, he's the Bruce Brandon, Lee. Brandon Lee's guy. That's yeah. right. He played the bad guy in The Crow, or he played Fun Boy, one of the bad now, guys. Now, he didn't... Was he the one who did the... Uh, it was a dud... His blanks, death was the not blanks his weren't fault. In there, right? Someone yeah. messed Someone up the, put a real while bullet. making a phony bullet for his gun, and when it fired... It fired a projectile. The blank uh, hit him in the stomach, hit Brandon in the stomach, and yeah. killed him. There was another TV Massey show. never watched The Crow. Of course not. Kind of a rough one for him to watch. The uh, uh, the other guy in the Took 80s. Took a year off from Hollywood. Same thing that used to joke around here, that TV show. I forgot his name. I always bring him up, but I always forget his name. He's got the, he spun the deal on the, on the prop gun and popped it up against his head and didn't realize that a prop gun actually fires like a real gun, but nothing comes out more than like a foot. But if you put it point blank, it's going to knock you, knock you silly, and it killed him. So he played Ira Gaines, the uh, villain in the first season of 24, and he was on Rizzoli and Isles. He's very familiar. Classic. He'd have been a good one for you yesterday in the word avalanche. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I'd... I recognize him from stuff, but I would never be able to know for sure if I was thinking of the right guy. Well, he's aged strangely, too. Sort of borderline handsome young guy turned into this weird kind of zygote-looking thing, and then he looked like a like a wild English professor at the end. That's just odd. Rolling Stone assembled a panel of experts to come up with the greatest horror soundtracks of all time. Exorcist. I'm Aaron Elm Street. Elm Street's got some good ones, but their soundtracks got silly. That soundtrack didn't even... And he didn't even have first that. first one. Yeah, but there's Halloween. no real song that, that you know for Freddy. Halloween, Halloween has one. number one. Yeah, Exorcist Halloween. The 1978 Halloween. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, number two. That's a bad movie. 1982. Yeah, there was. There was a nurture. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three. Yeah, you had that. But it's, Candyman, that number three. What was on the Candyman soundtrack? I don't know anything there. What was the one with Aaliyah? The Damned? Queen of the yeah, Damned. Queen of the Damned. Well, the soundtrack was ridiculous. Well, yeah. The, the Shining was number ten. Rosemary's Baby, number nine. Okay. The Omen, number eight. Omen, yeah. Nosferatu, the Vampire, 1979. Oh, the redo. It's number seven. The Thing, number six. Cannibal Holocaust, number five. That sounds good all the way around. Suspiria, 1975. I think it was 1977. So. I don't even, I'm not familiar with that. Just got an email in, Brady, just breaking news. Great interview, John. Uh, Don Jr. is articulate and sharp. That was fantastic to listen to. Now tell Eric to stop being such a turd. When you get Chelsea on the horn, I expect the same rude tone that he gave her. That commie turd burglar was an asshole. Chad. We have painted such a beautiful picture of Eric and his uh, political leanings. Of course, they're so cemented in the Hillary camp. It's ridiculous. There's no oh, talking yeah. to him. No talking to him. It's nuts. I had actually bought a new hammer and sickle shirt the other day. So. Did you finally get one? Yeah. To match the one uh, that you had Square that artist hammer. put on top of your house? Well, I wore the other one out. Yeah. Yeah, he keeps putting on the office door, too. Workers unite. Like, come on. Enough of this. Where's mine? Yeah. You get your half. Uh, is that it? You're done? Yeah, there's a couple other stories. Maybe we'll get them tomorrow. Why? Why are you being so cryptic? What's going on? Anything good? 
I thought there's a. You just didn't feel like doing anything. Mike Myers is a diva. Oh yeah, that's been known. We knew that. He's a horrible. But one of the stories that um, I didn't know about was the Cat in the Hat, the girl that worked on the set of Cat in the Hat. He had a uh, assistant bring out a little box of chocolates whenever he'd break for filming. He'd bring these little box of chocolates out for him, and Mike would reach in there and get his treats. And he stayed in his trailer the whole time, which was then covered by a tent because he didn't want anyone else to come around. And uh, the filming started when he decided to show up on the set. Yeah, he's always had that reputation. Dana Carvey hated him in Wayne's World, too. And The Incredibles uh, 2 and Toy Story 4 have switched. Um, Incredibles 2 has been moved forward to come out in 2018. They've pushed Toy Story 4 back to 2019. Holy cow. Why do you even tell us about it? Just wait. Oh. Man, I think this sums up the whole day. So scroll back up down. Just Eric is gay. And gay Eric is gay, and Hillary is gay, too. And the two is T.O., so it doesn't even really work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got cut off. Maybe, maybe he lost his minutes, right, as that was Yeah, saying. I'd rather vote for Don Jr. and Ivanka because they're both articulate. That's that's a great reason. That's it. Well, <laughs> hey, look, compared to the other guys we got going, I don't mind the articulate side. Legal weed starts at the federal level. It has to. Do they know anything? Eh, it's not true. You can do it at state level. It's going to screw everything up if multiple states have it and some don't. Then the feds will have to get involved. But federal law would, pardon the pun, trump it all. We've got some articles suggestion to uh, read, I guess. But if they did the, I don't want to read articles of anything. (laughs) But if they did do states only, they would get rid of the federal law. But the bigger question is, what do you do with all those people in jail for drugs? Not a lot of them in there for weed. That's kind of a misnomer. Unless they got loads of it. Anyway, that was fun. We played Beat My Dick, and then we had a presidential candidate's son on the air. That's yeah, what that's you get first. around. That's what you get around here, that my friends. That was the one thing we forgot to ask him if you wanted play to play beat my dick. Well, he's very quick. He would have nailed well, it. I think he would have knocked it out. He speaks very fast. Uh, Larry McFeely's coming up next. He's quick, too. We like him. Quick to lose with the ladies. That girl that, wanted to, that met him before came in here to pick up her tickets yesterday. Larry was nowhere to be found. What? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Very pretty. Got an email. Another email. From her? No, no, no. New, new girl. Another girl wants to meet Larry? Oh, we got pictures? Oh, my wow, God. She, she looks, looks like, like that guy that killed the, the, the crow. Yeah. All right. We'll get into that's that later. Uh, that's it for us. You guys have yourselves a fantastic Thursday. We will see you tomorrow and uh, maybe even tonight at the Big Red Night of the Dead happening at Talking Stick. Larry might have some last-minute straggler tickets to give away. Fitz has 6 a.m. coming in the studio to sing. Nikki Six will be in here. Interviews around 2 o'clock. So a, uh, a full slate all day long for the Big Red Night of the Dead. You guys have a great one. We'll see you tomorrow in the morning sickness. So- Listening to Arizona's Radio Rock from the RentersWarehouse.com studios. Renters Warehouse. Professional landlords and rent estate. This is 98 KUPD.